Hey, what is going on, everyone? It's me, Mr. Mario, and welcome back to another episode of Mario's Minute. For those who do not know, this is my second podcast I do here. My main podcast, Mod Chat, is a little bit tighter, a little bit more well-refined, and one where there's some more editing that's going on there, and that's where I talk about uh, new things in the world of modding, video game console modding, video game modding in general that I find cool, that I want to share with you all, talk about, do a little bit of show-and-tell, but this is not that. This here is Mario's Minute, where I come on here and I talk about whatever the hell I want to. Sometimes I have a guest on here, sometimes I don't, and it is available in two different forms. First of all, it is available in a video visual form here on the Mr. Mario 2011 YouTube, Rumble, and Odyssey channels, although there's not all too much going on there. It's just really uh, my channel background with a cool-looking visualizer. At least, I think it's cool-looking. And then, if you want to take it around and listen to it like an actual podcast, you can look up Mario's Minute on your favorite podcasting app, host, provider, platform, site, and you should hopefully be able to find it. I know it's not available on all of them, but it's available on most of them. Uh, either way, however you're going to consume it, hopefully it can be enjoyed. But like I said, this is where I come on here. I talk about wherever the hell I want to. It's once a month. It's been running for several years at this point now. Uh, wow, well over uh, six years now, which is crazy to think about. However, uh, I like to cycle between guests, so I try and do it every other month and last year I was a little bit slacking on it my apologies uh, but usually I try and have a guest one month and then a solo episode the next month uh, so this year to wrap up January 2024 uh, we do have a guest on and this is actually a guest who has been one of my personal favorites on here we had some awesome conversation and he is a return guest here returning for the first time so uh, as I always ask to my guest who the hell are you Holy moly, look at that pizza. <laughs> Hello? Hey, how's it going? Mario, hey, Modsville here. Yeah, I just saw this crazy pizza over here. Uh, thanks for having me back, dude. Hey, no problem. It's Thank you be... for coming on. Okay, I we're going to have to talk about that. I swear, I think you're looking at my show notes or something, because I quite literally have, holy moly, look at that pizza on my show notes. <laughs> I swear, I swear. Uh, I read your mind. Exactly. Yeah, but how's it going, man? <laughs> It's going good, man. Just grinding, staying busy. Same old shit. You know how it'd be. Yeah, that's good. That's good, at least. So staying busy can be good. For anybody who does not know who Modsville USA is, I guess, how would you describe yourself? Uh, I'm just some dude. Okay, fair. Well, you, you, <laughs> I'm just you, some guy. You know like a little bit about modding here and there, right? I dabble. Okay. I dabble here and there. All I mod right. this and this or that. Fair. Fair. You, you've kind of you've kind of done it all. I'm just thinking, like you. I mean, you'll do the uh, the Xbox and Xbox 360 stuff, of course, like the the big consoles that like people will think of. And then it's like you'll do like the Famicom Disk System, which is like oh, like five people know about the mods on this. Right. Yeah. That that one you really gotta um, you gotta dig to some real like angel fire looking uh, <laughs> websites to figure out what the hell's going on when you're working on a Famicom disk system. Those things are a pain to work on. It's like they're weirdly easy, but kind of a pain. Just the belt, like replacing the belt is uh, oddly convoluted. Really? More than you would think for just replacing the belt. Yeah, you got to... You gotta dial in the head. You gotta you know, twist it this weird way. I'll send you a. I'll send you a video after this that someone made. Like, uh, and it's it's very specific, and um, 
kind of wonky, but I really love that system. Yeah, um, it's didn't yeah. grow up with it in any way, but oh. it's it's nice. A- anybody here in the U.S. like no, nobody's gonna grow up with that, but that's cool. And like, <laughs> yeah. and I, I learned, I actually learned more about it by seeing like a few of the videos that you did on it. I'm like, oh, this thing is cool. Mm. Like, I love like the you and I we've talked about it personally before, where it's like you just love like kind of the odd esoteric type systems and formats like that, especially just like the the odd. Um, kind of like floppy type discs that they have there like yeah that, that's cool. what that's what um that's what brought me into that is i just like putting those in i like that you can like write your own uh games to it with some simple you know just jump a wire here cut a trace there and you can um you can reflash um like if you've got a dead one you probably don't want to do this with a bunch of really nice famicom disc systems but For if sure. you get a junk lot of loose cartridges you can um, write English translations and then um, uh, what's his name Cliff's Repair Corner he, he's got a, he made all those rad English um, English covers for him that are really really I've got kind of like two collections of those I've got like the genuine uh, Japanese collections and then the like DIY reprogrammed for English uh, builds which is if I'm going to play one it's going to be that and it's just so it's too neat to use any kind of like flash drive for me or like flash car, fair, whatever, fair. whatever you call it. Like I use it for, um, you can use it for one for reprogramming. Uh, but just having all the games loaded up, it's like, that's so much of the experience is putting it in there, letting it grind, t- letting it take forever to load and make all sorts of <laughs> wild sounds. I don't know. It's just too, uh, it's too neat to bypass for me. That's like the one, one exception is that one's just way too neat. I think that was me. Like, I remember when I was um, getting, like, having fun, like, going back and kind of knocking out some childhood mods that I wanted to do. And, like, when I started modding mm. up a bunch of original PlayStations, like Madman, I was like, no, I don't want an optical drive emulator because having the CDs there and hearing the laser and hearing it spin up and yeah. all that, and the loading times, that's a part of it. And it is. Um, although for me, and I'm sure with other people, then it gets to a point where it's like, huh. You know, it'd be really nice to just like fire this up and like just pick the games from a menu. Yeah, yeah. No, I I kind of held out a bit on uh, Dreamcast as well because mm-hmm. uh, the days of Skies of Arcadia playing that when I was younger and running around and knowing like you're about to have a random encounter because your disc drive starts spinning up and making crazy sounds right before uh, uh, before the, the uh, random uh, encounter uh, actually uh, starts. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're starts talking grinding. about. Starts grinding. Yep. It'll grind what preemptively before the game tells you that you're about to be in a fight, which I, uh, which I kind of miss with the uh, GDMU or whatever. But for you sure. know what? The benefits are just too great. Yeah, yeah. It's disarmed. Disarmed need enough for me to to like. Uh, you know, want to justify keeping around that get damaged so easily. And that was, that was actually one thing for me. I remember uh, when I got back into Dreamcast for a little bit, I ended up picking up one of those clone GDMUs and I'm like, Oh yeah, mm. this is, I think that was the first system I installed a, uh, a optical drive emulator into actually. Cause I was like, Oh no, the Dreamcast needs it compared to many other systems. Like the Dreamcast would y- definitely, you know need what this I thing. think, I think that's uh same for me is, um, it's, that's probably the first one that I did as well. Yeah, because they were out and like impossible to get um, forever. And as far as like the you know the clones versus the genuines, like yep. uh, I wish that those that the genuines were like made more available. I respect that the dude is very much like uh, uh, like DIYs everything. It's just a one man show. Um, 
so I, took, I think he like hand solders like the the authentic ones all look hand soldered to me um which is really cool it's just like the demand was like outweighing the supply by so much that yep. um it probably would have benefited to to get some made because people people really wanted those damn I think things he, they were impossible to get he was in my opinion he was just too uh how do i put it he wanted too much complete control over it it seemed because i know mm-hmm. even um there's a old post a long time ago from like stone age gamers actually like partnering up with him and uh even so they like came out with this post they're like yeah you know we try to help him out we try to do this stuff we no no no, no. that's actually i think you're, like, i think you're confusing gdmu with the that other the usb okay, gd whatever right? yeah yes. that, that was that was that dude yes that okay so the, so the uh, the people who were doing the dreamcast uh odes were just uh a, a little a little abrasive with that so that yeah yeah, yeah. You, you're correct there so that person who did the usb one uh he was just incredibly hard to work with and the gdmu it yeah. was like hey we're only producing a small amount at this point. Here they are, and they just got snapped up so quickly every single time. Mostly by, I mean, the the thing that I think really uh, turned a lot of people off was that it was just, it just seemed like you know very small windows where you know it's basically just supplying resellers, and yep. then um, you know that's that's t- completely outside of that dude's control. But that was the reality of the situation was that they were all getting snapped up by people who are going to flip them for like 600 bucks on ebay so now i believe you know anyone who bought a clone of the gdmu i'll just go out and say don't feel bad about it (laughs) yeah (laughs) and i feel like that was like one of the few ones where it's like hey don't buy clone products except for the gdmu that one's understandable yeah some people some people have a hard time with it but you know for me it's if you've got one scenario where it's impossible to get and one scenario where it's uh possible to get you know it's only reasonable to like just get it exactly you know? yeah i um, i think with that one um because it wasn't the whole stone age gamer post but i think the person who was making the gdmu at one point they did have their own post and they were like you realize there's different like there, there's different times they were trying to justify that with like the drops They're like you know there's different time zones and there's different like drops and things around the world like you don't have to be on at this point here and it's like dude do you do you want to do you want to sell your product or not do you want it in people's hands or not <laughs> yeah that's what that's what's silly that i've never really understood um you know luckily with the things that i make i'm i you know the supply the demand is definitely uh not like insane like like that dude where it would be like uh where i'd be like i don't know if i was in that dude's scenario i'd be probably stressing out but if you've got something where like the demand is so high and you're just one person like you know they're going to sell you might as well like hire some people at that point or or figure you know scale it up a bit there's comes a point where you gotta scale your shit up a little bit and i think that's uh you know Hindsight's twenty twenty on that one, but it, you know, I definitely think it would have benefited him to scale that up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, not at all related to the modding stuff here, because uh, you you said you know the first thing you dropped was holy moly, look at that pizza, dude. Quite literally, yeah. I had this written in my show notes because I wanted to bring this up and tell you here. Uh, I I wanted to corner you with this. You ruined me with that. <laughs> the pizza yeah that yeah. one's re- that's a really funny bit oh my god okay uh... so to explain context to people uh incredibly controversial person but sam hyde had this old series of videos where he had like a shitty phone and he was in his mom's apartment and would just like do these recordings where he was bugging his mom 
and he has this one where he just goes up to the the bathroom uh, mirror and he's like, I I have it memorized. It's just like gather around friends for it's time for yet another episode of Master of Secrets. Gather around friends for it's time for yet another episode of Master of Secrets. Yeah, mom. Look at that pizza, Mom. Holy moly, look at that pizza. You know you're in rough shape when a pizza makes you say, Oh my god, stop. He hears Mom in the back and like, Sam, yeah, Mom, please stop. Wow, look at this pizza. Look at that pizza, Mom. <laughs> and it's just, there. there's that, and then they, like he just keeps going on about it. She's like, holy moly, look at that pizza. And she's like freaking out about it in the background. <laughs> He's laughing. He's like... You know you're in rough shape when you react like that to pizza. She's just cutely oblivious. She's like, oh my god, look at it. <laughs> Holy moly, look at that pizza. Look at that pizza, Mom. Um, yeah. It's so endearing. Yeah, but I, I say that you ruined me. for Dude, it got to the point I showed my mom that video. Did she like it? She just, because I showed it to her. Or was she confused? No, the reason why I like that so much is because I I see myself, that was the type of stuff that I would do to my mom when I was in high school. Like, maybe not to (laughs) that full degree of assholeness, but that was the type of stuff I would do. And my mom is just like, she's like the same way. She's kind of just like cutely oblivious to things like that. So that is like the exact exchange. Like, we're almost the exact exchange we would have. But I showed her, and she just kind of like sighed and like rolled her eyes, but she laughed a little bit, and she's like... Yeah, that that would that would be me. I'm I'm guilty as charged. Yep, I'm sorry. I'm guilty. <laughs> yeah, I uh, even yeah. even uh, my girlfriend. She has. It's to the point. I accidentally reference it like once a day. Um, completely out of context <laughs> with things, but it's even to the point where like at one point, this is a few weeks ago. She ended up making these really delicious like non pizzas it's just like a bootleg pizza on non bread <laughs> and she had you you see where this is going so she ended up making two of them and they were both yeah. i think they were both going to be for me but like i had one i was like oh this is great she's like oh yeah put the other one in the fridge she woke up way early one morning and then i go to the fridge later like once i'm awake and i see like most of it is gone and i was like oh hey i, I noticed yeah you ate that i hope it was good she's like yeah no i was just I, sorry about that i just needed something to eat i was like no, no, like, first of all, don't apologize. Like, you made this. Like, the food's there. It's yours to grab. But secondly, I don't think that's happened. I, I think you opened up the fridge and you said, holy moly, look at that pizza. And then you grabbed it. And she's just, like, being driven nuts by it for me now. <laughs> I imagine you all, like, uh, just kind of, like, like yacked out, hyper alert, just, like, in silence all the time, just looking, like, scanning for pizzas <laughs> to, like, <laughs> remark about. I don't, you know, I don't go to, like, buffets enough, like CC's, or I don't even know, I hope Pizza Hut still has their buffet. I don't do that enough, but, uh, yeah, most recently when I end up doing a Costco trip, I, like, I had to go out of my, like, I'm, like, busy shopping and stuff, like, I'm looking for things, but I had, like, moved out of my way to, like, move the cart to a place (laughs) where I could get We're going to the pizza aisle. Yeah, I, not the pizza aisle, oh, I should have done that. No, 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 I tried to get a good shot, because I I got a Pixel 7 Pro, so I got that nice zoom on there but i had to get a yeah, good yeah. shot of the uh of the cost by the cafe. slice yeah of the yeah, slices yeah. there and i just sent a picture of that and i just said holy moly look at that pizza so <laughs> it comes up it comes up well yeah well you know what let's uh shout out to costco uh they, they got a uh, those pizzas are a heck of the deal 
Same with Sam's Club, you know. They they really kept uh they really kept them the price down. Mwah, I love it. You, love to see that. You know the <laughs> thing is, credit. I I hear this the like the uh the, the hot dog and drink combination can't be beat like to the point where I believe even the founder of Costco had threatened someone's life if they ever raised it past a dollar fifty U.S. However, um. That's so cool. That's such a rad thing to threaten someone's life over. That and dollar uh, fifty hot dog. And, and I don't know if the um, <laughs> if the rotisserie chickens have ever gone up in price. Um, I'm not sure That's about so cool. that. Uh, I know they're five bucks. I don't know uh, if they've gone up in price or not. But uh, I do know. Yeah, here's the thing, man. Like I'll joke about the pizza there, but like I've had the pizza so many times. I'm not saying it's not a like good deal. I just don't really get the hype with it. I have it, and I'm like, I don't know. I feel like there's just like something missing with this here. Yeah, it's not amazing. It's just uh, it's a heck of a deal. Can't pass up that deal. Yeah, they're yeah. fighting to keep that deal. People's lives are being lost over it. Dude, apparently, I got, I got. I, <laughs> wait, are you being serious about that, or are you just pizza? No, no, no. I, well, you said he threatened someone's life if they. Oh, ever oh no, the, no, no. That was a hot price. dog deal. Oh, the hot dog deal. Yeah, man. yeah, but they did. Uh, they, they did end up getting in some fire a few years ago because they end up changing the hot dogs they were using. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. So even those That's things can't up. change. It is. It is. There was also. You can't win them all. Well, I was also upset too you. that apparently because I I noticed there was like something missing and then I saw it here. We're just going into a whole Costco food type thing, but uh, <laughs> no, like the the churro was like not bad at all from there, and it was cheap. And it's like, oh, this is random and quirky because Costco of all places sells churros at the cafe here. Apparently, they have completely not not just added they 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 now have a chocolate chip cookie there that you could get. But they completely replaced the churro with it. And the cookie itself is like almost three bucks. Damn. Yeah. Was it a good deal? Is it a big ass cookie or what? I'm almost too upset to even get it. I'm just like, I don't even want to support this thing. Like you bring back the churro, I'll get that. But like, I'm not going to be supporting what the churro ended up being replaced with. Damn. Yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, if Costco's listening, you should, you know, you should be paying us right now. But then now we're flaming them for their, their big cookies. So, um. They should still pay us. I'm, Fuck it. I'm, yeah, I agree. I'm going to continue to flame them with this. So, Costco, give us cookies and money. Yeah, yeah. If but you're they, listening, but that that hot dog deal is no joke because it's also so cheap. Where it's like it's to the point where it's like, even if you're not hungry, like you pass by, you're like, you know, a hot dog and a soda for a buck fifty just like sounds like just a stellar deal to get right now. Heck of a deal. Exactly. Heck of a deal. Exactly. So in yeah, this economy, sheesh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i i wanted to let you know that yeah you're uh you're holy moly look at that pizza reference the video you sent me because even like modsville night we would talk about stuff like this right and apparently oh, we you, shoot the shit you couldn't well you couldn't find this video for a while and it got to the point where like you went to a twitter account and you scrolled for like five or ten minutes and still couldn't find it and then yeah that's where i found it from originally i loved it and i mentioned it to you i was trying to show it to you and uh fucking i just couldn't find it then you found it yes you ended up finding it like months later i think yes yeah i found it and i'm like wow okay yeah this is worth it here and it's one it's it's one of those videos i've probably seen at least a hundred times quite literally every single time i watch it, it is funnier than the last time i love that video and i love that you love that video it's a, it's a funny it's a funny um little slice of life it is it is it's, literally it's slice of life it's kind of it could be a personal thing it could be not and then it's also one of those videos like you'll show it to people and uh because i i showed it to one of my friends on here they were just like I don't, I don't 
get it like was this a viral video or is there like an in joke <laughs> yeah. that i'm supposed to get because i'm yeah. i just don't really understand the video itself and i'm like that's a thing. yeah that, there's, there's no point to it at all it's him messing with his mom that's it the only other person i showed that to uh the re the reaction was like why did you show me that? <laughs> like, why? What did I? Why did I just watch this? I, um, I which did, is also a funny response. I did show it to I'm another right friend of mine who she was like, because I was just like, yeah, if you watch a video, there's so much to unpack there. She's like, no, you're right. There, there is a lot to unpack in that tiny video. There's a lot to unpack, and some people don't want to unpack it, and that's that's perfectly fine. Exactly. I'm I'm pleased with someone who sees that video and doesn't. Uh, and and his response is, uh, "Why did I just watch this?" That's, uh, <laughs> that does that does it for me just as much as um, thoroughly enjoying it. Yeah, yeah. It's you can even I, dude. It's I've even up. twisted a little bit too, where it's been. Uh, what was it? Uh, my this is a few weeks ago, and we have video of it. And it's like I forgot about this until my girlfriend had brought it up. But uh, her dog was trying to jump up on the couch and wasn't able to get up. Mm -hmm. And I'm like talking to the dog like a human, and the dog just ends up burping. Well, she starts laughing. And I was like, <laughs> you know, you're in rough shape when you react like that to a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a fucking badass dog. Yeah. That's like some. That's some real Chad behavior right there. Yeah, yeah. Just burp in yeah. response to being scolded. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and we're we're having the whole thing right now where it's like, hey, maybe I could get like the opinion of some listeners here, but like, here's here's the situation. I don't know, Mazo. I don't know if you've ever run into this. Here's a situation that I'm running into. Right. So, I myself, I have a dog. My dog loves me. My girlfriend has a dog. Her dog loves her. Um, at, at some point now. Our dogs have essentially swapped. Her dog has chosen me as the favorite human. My dog has chosen her as the favorite human. Oh, that's a dilemma. <laughs> that's, everything went topsy turvy there. And, and, and I don't I, know. I don't know what you do. Well, I. It's not that they love either of us. Like, like I know I, I can tell my dog loves me the most. Her dog loves her the most. But it's mm -hmm. just I can tell even how it happened. Uh, she's the one who dishes out all the treats, and my dog is uh, will absolutely go crazy for that. Uh, meanwhile, I'm the one who does the walks and the feeding, so her dog has just like glomped onto me for that. But it's like to the point where we'll be on the couch, her dog like jumps up next to me, starts cuddling with me. She calls her dog over. She will like yell at her dog sometimes, like "Come here, come here." Her dog will not go over. She will bring her dog over to her. After like two minutes, her dog like shifts uncomfortably, comes back over to me. <laughs> oh man it's hilarious um, and then my my dog is just like hanging out like stuck next to her like her and i we like my my dog and i will exist like lily will exist in the same area but like when my girlfriend's there she just stuck to her damn that's cold-blooded <laughs> it is i don't know I, I think all you can do is um you guys gotta go get new dogs you gotta trade uh, them out adding or Start oh over. okay you're saying we're playing no we're not <laughs> no, doing that no no, no because, there, no, because there's kidding. a Don't there's a whole that. other thing we have talked about that too and i have said um ideally oh getting new dogs uh not getting new dogs but getting more dogs because right, i have right. said no yeah that's what i meant yeah oh you're saying getting more dogs 
Right, that right. No, no, no. That's no, no. that's what I thought you were saying. No, no. Getting oh, different dogs. No, I think you're saying getting different dogs, <laughs> which we're not going to do. No. Okay, good. We, we good, love good, our good. dogs immensely. We're not trying to replace them, but I was talking about <laughs> adding more dogs to the mix, which we've also right. had a discussion over this. And uh, mm-hmm. I have said no from all of my observations and everything that has happened and what I've seen in the world. In my opinion, and maybe people can agree or disagree, I think the ideal human to dog ratio is one like in per household one adult human per dog because mm. at that point you can just assign one human to a dog it ends up balancing out so if you have two adults in the household two dogs is fine you have three adults in the household three dogs is fine but for example like that sounds it, perfectly uh perfectly rational to me it, it works there's been times where it's like i have essentially had like two dogs to myself and i'm like this mm-hmm. is kind of overwhelming because like you end up like spending more time with one versus the other and then the other one ends up getting neglected in that you don't spend as much time with them as much attention uh and then even so i've seen couples where they have one dog perfectly fine they have two dogs awesome it's like the guy has a dog the girl has a dog they get a third dog it's overwhelming right yeah it can fuck up the whole dynamic um for sure i i know someone um when I knew had like two dogs and got two female dogs, mm-hmm. I remember them saying that uh, they ended up finding out that that's a that's a a real problem and wish they hadn't gotten two female dogs. I really? guess they just really really didn't get along. Um, I guess that's a thing. Might want to look into it because that's the only time I've heard about it. I didn't, I didn't verify that or anything, but I guess uh, it sounds like gender could uh, be a factor there with how dogs are okay. Gonna, Okay, the, their dynamics with one another, interesting. Which makes sense. I th- my, I, uh, like it, I got a second I cat, like it and it would took a on, year. Like I feel like it depends more on the. Really, like it took a year, like to warm up. For them to like like each other, like they were they were at odds for a good year, and uh, I, finally get along. I feel like cats are going to be different, though, because you and I talk about this before the show. But like, I yeah, it's yeah. not that I dislike cats. Actually, cats can I like be mean. Cats. Yeah, totally. no, not the cats can be assholes. They are assholes. They can absolutely. But I tell be people the, the sooner you realize that, and I'm not, and I say that with love. The sooner you realize that they're assholes, the sooner that you can learn how to work with a cat, live with a cat, and all that. That's fine. You mm. just have to realize they're assholes. And if any cat owner <laughs> yeah. says, "Oh, cats aren't assholes," it's like, okay, you're living in denial here. Just, just, just swallow yeah, yeah. the pill. It's you're blinded be by the cu- the cuteness. Settled. Exactly. They're rascals yeah. for sure. Like it's you know probably like a much a significantly more like mellow version of like owning a fox. Like they're mischievous. They're gonna do some. Uh, you can tell them no all the time. And then as soon as you, as soon as you look away, uh, you know they're gonna be doing it again. So it's it's, it's, it's uh, just they know they're doing something down, they're not, not supposed to do. They're anything. gonna do it. Yep. Exactly. Knocking shit off the counter. I was like, uh, I was horrified. I think uh, it was like yesterday or something. I was playing like Pow World. Um, I was just Pokemon chilling on my guns. computer, yeah, yeah, yeah. just vegging out. Pa- yeah, Pokemon with guns, just vegging out. I saw some some movement just by my monitor, some um, mammal-like movement, maybe a claw. I was fucking freaked out. My cat was just behind my computer monitor, just jammed up against the wall. I have no idea how it got back there. And uh, was just chilling behind my computer monitor. Freaked the hell out of me. Uh, oh, I, I know how the cat got back there. In case you didn't know, cats are liquid. 
I guess so, man. It's uh, we got a T two scenario. We got, yeah, the liquid metal cat. There we go. Phasing through computer monitors. But yeah, that thing freaked me out. Have you played? Uh, have you got around to Power World yet? No, I've actually. So I've seen all the discourse on Twitter that has been absolutely yeah, yeah. hilarious to look at. I finally a lot of seething. Yeah, I, and a lot of coping. And uh, I finally <laughs> end up seeing some footage of Power World yesterday. And I was like, oh, wait, this Pokemon with guns? And I was like, wait a minute, this looks a lot like the newer Zelda games, actually. The dyna- the uh, It's a wild blend of, like, a bunch of shit. I never, I played Ark for maybe, like, two hours or something. I, I, don't, I didn't get into Ark. I did not. I love survival games. Yeah. Was not vibing with Ark. Um, like, I love Rust. I love uh, Valheim. Ark was not my shit. But the, the tech tree is similar to Ark, apparently. But, um, yeah, the, um, they... It's like a wild mishmash of everything. It's more heavy on the survival stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and it's not necessarily like if you dislike survival games, you'll dislike it. Because one of my buddies that I've been playing with, um, he fucking hates survival games. Like, he was so turned off by Valheim. A lot of people that I like couldn't get into Valheim absolutely love this game. And, um, yeah, the uh, Breath of the Wild... Uh, as far as like you've got the paraglider like that's very much there there's pretty much like a blatant reference in one of the first areas where you see kind of like this uh broken down church it's got a um you know a statue in it that you can interact with to like do upgrades so it's very much a it's very much got some breath of the wild vibe same same exact mechanic for swimming you know where it's stamina based and if you run out of stamina uh i presume i haven't done it but i presume you die in the water you start taking damage um yeah it's so fun the gameplay loop is great and it's got some bugs uh here and there but it is it hooks you in like if if you're willing to get like super sucked in like it's really fucking good especially if you've uh, been playing like the more recent pokemons and you've been a little uh you know jaded by just how shitty they are i guess and like unappealing and uh want something that you know takes what you love about pokemon and makes it refreshing Mm -hmm. and like genuinely good and you know competition breeds innovation as they say right so hopefully this will lead to um you know pokemon being on their toes and actually like making not just like putting out slop because they know like drones of people are just going to like lap it up. Um, hopefully it makes them, you know, puts their feet to the fire a little bit and they make something uh, they actually try for once. <laughs> so it could be a win. I think it, it'll lead to a win, win all around. Maybe Pokemon games will get better mm-hmm. as well. We'll see. But yeah. as for now, I think I would love it. And I think it would be hilarious. If, um, people just start uh, modding pal world into Pokemon games. Just as a middle finger, I think oh, that would be yeah, yeah, really funny. The opposite I, happened, and the person the opposite happened. DMCA takedown, I believe. Nintendo DMCA'd it, so I think it would be really, uh, really, really funny if people mod Pal World into Pokemon, mod the Pals into Pokemon. Instead, uh, I would love that. That would be funny. Someone get on that. <laughs> Someone with too much time, please do that. Heck yeah! I, and the funny thing is, with that too, the the takedown on that because for anyone who doesn't know, someone did there's a full like Ash Ketchum with a Pokemon mod within Pal World, and uh, yeah, yeah. The, 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 I think they put that out quick. They just yeah, it's just they jammed like the Pokemon models into Pal World. Yeah, or, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, and it was working from like what I saw, mm-hmm. like the little demo there. But uh, I think that was the thing I knew about the most, which also annoyed me the most. Funny enough, because it, it wasn't just with that; it was more just the. A lot of people get this information incorrect, where. Uh, it was a DMCA takedown, but the mod creator said, mm-hmm. oh, Nintendo's coming after me. And then it ended up evolving right. to a lot of people saying, oh, you know, the mod creator was sued. And it's like, he wasn't sued. It was a DMCA takedown. That's what happened. Yeah, it's wild how much wacky misinformation has gone on because of this game um, success. It's like the, the person who was like uh going on like they stole the meshes of like Pokemon characters yeah, and they yeah, overlaid. And um, did you see that it turned out that they, like, scaled the models yep. to fit each other? Yep. Yeah. Yep. And they said they did it for uh, to stop animal cruelty. It's, like, the silliest thing ever. There's <laughs> just so much. There's The discourse around this game is, like, so silly. Um, I mean, journalists it, hate it because they didn't tell you to like it, um, apparently. that Everyone seems to hate it because, you know, it's just some... I, I think it's great that just some fucking random people on a $10,000 budget made something like amazing that took off and is actually good. And, uh, yeah, it's good, successful. It's refreshing. There's no microtransactions or battle pass or any of that BS. You just buy a game that's, you know, got some bugs. It's early access, but it's, it's uh, very refreshing and fun and devoid of a lot of the awful stuff in modern gaming which uh is a breath of fresh air i think if anything it also shows too with games that uh you know no press is like all all press is good press is what i mean because it's like oh i've heard like you were bringing up you know the controversies and all that stuff and people were saying this and that and trying to do other things and it's like dude Mm. i've seen so many of these things but it's been like pushing the game just into everyone's feed funny enough exactly and um yeah, I had heard – I saw the trailer whenever that came out, I think, like, maybe a year and a half, uh, two years ago. And I I saw it. I got hyped. I, like, you know, posted it in Discord with, like, friends. Like, look at this. You could, It's Pokemon, but you could, like, uh, you know, it's do all this unpleasant stuff. Like, make them, like, it, work in a sweatshop on guns. <laughs> this is amazing. I had a laugh about it and, like, was hyped for a day, forgot about it until, like, you know, the Monday after, like it had been in everyone's feeds, I was just working all weekend, busting ass, and then come, come to start looking at stuff again, and everyone's just like consumed in this game, and it was like, oh, holy shit, it came out! I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, so I jumped in right away because I I was hyped whenever the trailer came out, but um, or right away once I knew it had existed all weekend. But mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, that kind of happened with the Harry Potter thing too, where it, like there was so much. All you were seeing was the controversy, like yep. boycott this game, don't play this game, like blah blah blah, and that game would have absolutely not come on my radar if um, it wasn't like a bunch of people telling everyone to boycott the game, mm-hmm. like so. Of course, I played it because <laughs> it's like, oh hey, like, this is actually good. <laughs> Like yeah, it, don't tell me what to do. This looks cool. It looks like a well done, executed game, like um that uh, Hogwarts Legacy. So I actually, it was to be I, honest, it it's good. It's okay. just not. It's not my cup of tea. It's like it's very like it's open worldy, but it's got like uh, it's got the linear vibes to it. Mm-hmm. It's very um, it's very triple A. Very um, you know, go through these motions that we want you to go through i didn't get i maybe got like 15 hours in something like that where it was like kind of starting to open up a little bit but 
I was like at least five, six hours in and was like, oh my God, this is still feels like a tutorial. Like everything <laughs> I do, it's like holding my hand and telling me what to do. And, you know, I I some like people like they also, that. They, they felt like like they knew that, you know, younger kids, younger audiences were going to be playing mm-hmm. this game, it would, no matter what rating yeah. it was going to get. Totally. And, um, yeah, I don't know. The hand-holding stuff annoys me um, quite a bit. I mean, I don't know. They didn't really, like, you know, I, I'm not – I'm an older gentleman. I grew up with games. They didn't I'm really just hold thinking, your hand. Yeah, it like sounds like you're, you're coming from, like, the NES era. Old, like, yeah, coming from a, at there. least SNES, like, like I don't know. I probably started – I kind of grew up on, like, SNES, like, Link to the Past, stuff like that, like – it was open ended. You had to like, and it was pre internet, so it was like you get stuck on something. You got to like, a, like ask some kid on the playground, like, "What the hell do I do?" Yeah, certain things with that era, like that, just like aren't possible now because of the internet. Like the, like when Pokemon came out, like just how it was all like schoolyard rumors about you know the you know all the shit that's like made it like people still remember like missing no. You yep. had to find that out from some w- weird kid at school that tells you how to do it and it's like you could talk to like almost anyone at school and they've got some like wild um new things for you to try in pokemon like you can get behind the ssn if you do this and like so much stuff that like wasn't real but like the mute truck thing i don't know where that started but like i remember just hearing that from kids at school like constantly like you can find mew Behind a truck, like and I don't know if like anyone everyone knows the knew about it. It was kind of like the uh, if you know what I'm talking about, like the German S or like that really yeah. cool S. It's like everyone. Oh knew yeah, about yeah, the the one that up. everyone drew. Everyone with, uh, drew. You start with it three didn't lines. Where you were at growing up, at least in the U.S., it was like everyone knew yeah. about this. Everyone knew about this. I don't know where it was. Like maybe someone older brother would like dial up. Like, but it, there's some the weird mysteries of the things that were like catching on at that time. Like yep. of like. Where the where's the origin of this? Like everyone knew about it. It was so like massive, massive fake rumors. The massive, everyone draws this goofy s. Um, yeah, I would like to. I would like to watch a six-hour documentary from down the rabbit hole of the origins of the s. If um, <laughs> if they're down to make that, that would be great. You I'd actually, that. that would not be a bad idea for him to make. He would do a very good job of that. Like imagine a six-hour documentary of. Of the S. <laughs> I would click that immediately. <laughs> Cancel all my plans for the day. I do kind of love when, out. when you like run into YouTube videos where it's like, dude, I didn't care about this thing at all. And then like you see it's like, oh, wow, you know, that was a really good use of two hours of my time. That's incredible. Absolutely. Yeah. Whenever there's a new Game Dude video, uh, June the King just made one oh, recently. Okay, I still... have that. I, I didn't know about Game Dude yeah. until you talked to me about him, but I have that ad. I need to watch that June the King video. Yeah. Oh, I've watched it like three times in oh the background. God. It is fascinating. <laughs> it is fat. It is fascinating. It's dark, but it, that guy, man, there's something, there's something special about that guy. I, I, I think, for, this, and for anyone who doesn't know, let me know if I'm doing this justice because I'm, I'm trying to do it from a very high level. The, the, mm. the as someone who doesn't even know that much about it, the quickest way I can summarize Game Dude is he was one of those people who. Uh, was essentially an AVGN ripoff during the early days of YouTube. Uh, mm, he was not good. He tried to do over-the-top satire, 
Uh, he was obsessed with his ratings to the point where anytime his video ratings were like dipping below like four point something stars, he would delete that video mm. and he kept remaking and re-editing and doing cuts of videos. So like he would do a review of a game, let's say like Smash Bros. Brawl. And no joke, yeah. he might have re-uploaded that same video 20, 30 different times. All of those are different. And would always lose way. subscribers because people were sick of it. Like, he would be constant, his videos would constantly be in people's feed because he'd take them down. And, yeah. Like, ed- make a really small edit. Yeah. Um, and so and he was, you know, super uh, sensitive to, you know, negative feedback. So obviously yeah. he got more and more negative feedback as but people were trolling him. But apparently he was known for that. And then at one point in the background, um, his girlfriend ended up breaking up with him and there was all this drama about it. So then he ended up deleting all the videos on his channel that were actual game dude. And he ended up uploading a bunch of cringe videos trying to get her back. Uh, he lip syncing to, through, to imagine. Yeah. He tried, yeah. <laughs> he like had to go to court about it. He also like remade this whole thing in like a 3d, I think in blender explaining that he was not stalking her. He was just at the same place as her and through all these trees uh, could kind of sort of see her. He had about yeah. a two hour video where he reenacted their relationship and their breakup using <laughs> toy dinosaurs. And yes. then he's mostly disappeared off the internet. He was in Canada, but he disappeared to Mexico and maybe now Hong Kong. You've got uh yeah, but someone who prefaces is like, correct me if I'm wrong, you are lasered in. You've you're nailed. Really? You're okay. Crying. Out okay. of the park. Okay, okay. I'm glad I kind of got like the high level, like the uh, not so much an elevator pitch, but it's like, hey, let's ride this elevator to the top and to the bottom, and I can tell you about game dude. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So anyone listening to this, you don't have to watch that June the King video. Now Mario (laughs) did a pretty good job, and I'm sorry that I subjected everyone to that. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's a wild. It it fascinates me. That one, I'm just like, uh, you know, it's one of those, um, you know. It's a train wreck that you just you look at it and you're like, mm-hmm. it's just it's puzzling, it's fascinating. There's a there's a weird dark beauty to just how <laughs> un- unhinged and strange that was. And I, I'll say this: I don't think uh, I won't. I don't think he was that. He was top tier. I would say for any of the um, AVGN clones because there was a lot. And my, he was actually, no, 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 man. My favorite is still the pissed off video gamer. Is that that Russian dude? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, he's funny. He's yeah, like, he, is, like, he is still my like favorite of all the clones. Funny. Yeah, and it yeah. was, dude, I discovered him so early on, too, like back in the day, like his original Channel 4, he was doing the re-uploads. And it's funny mm. because like then over the years, he ended up being known for some of the stuff like the Nintendo shit cube and the memes. And yeah. All that. And it was to the point where like, I was literally like, I showed my friends these videos and like five years later, one of my best friends, he's on his phone and he has a weird look on his face. He's like, dude, dude, come here. Look at this. I'm like, what? He's like, this is the guy you showed me before. Right. And it's the gif. I know you've seen it. It's the gif of him. I think being like punched by a, like a character and like punch out or something. And he falls back yeah. on his chair and the camera ends up yeah. shaking. And I'm like, yeah, that's the pissed off video game. And he's like, what the fuck? You showed me this guy like five years ago. Oh man, that that shit's legitimately funny, and yeah. it's it's definitely one of those like I don't know how much of it. I mean, it's definitely like a room situation where it's like the so bad it's good mm-hmm. and uh, questionable, like of like how much of this is intentional, yep. like intentionally bad, like and like that's the shtick, or are we laughing at him? Are we laughing with him? Who knows? But uh, 
it's that shit's really funny. Yeah. I, yeah, with Game Dude, I feel like he was like, uh, like I don't, I wouldn't say I like that dude's videos or his scripts or whatever, but he was as far as like effort for the time, like well edited. Uh, three and a half, like I think like a three and a half minute intro theme song, which yep. is outrageously funny to me. Yeah, <laughs> like, yep. he just thought it just there's like five verses, like and like at least like three courses, like and like it just drags on, like and it's a catchy song. It's like a legitimately like good song that goes on way too long, just as a song that you would like listen to. You know, it already got that's already way too long. Mm-hmm. But as an intro theme song that plays every single time, um, I find it hilarious. Mm-hmm. I think that's a I think that's a funny idea that someone should do. Ironically, yeah, like just make a theme song, um, just like a, a channel channel intro that like you just constantly. There's a lot of pauses, so you constantly think it's over, mm-hmm. and then it just keeps going. I think that would be great. Someone do that. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's. I I need to see this June the King video. I've only seen like one or two videos on Game Dude, but uh, I I again I didn't know about this. Him might be the definitive one. It, it's really, uh, it's really June well goes done. all all out on those ones. Um, I yeah. was gonna say, and I didn't want to get too into this one but i don't know if you if you follow mama max at all oh i i've loosely seen some of that and i i've definitely clicked on some like uh, i don't know if it was like a tom dark video or, or something and yeah. like was trying to like um didn't know who that guy was until whatever's going on now and i was trying to get hip to like trying to follow it and i didn't know what the fuck anyone was talking about and i just lost interest immediately mm-hmm. basically but yeah but yeah no i i know there's some shit going on i was like i clicked a thing or two and i didn't know the guy to begin with and mm-hmm. anything i did see i found confusing and lost interest so. sure so and and that's how the, <laughs> the most recent thing has been so like i was i like i'd watched his videos i was a fan of him and he did um for anyone who doesn't know like he did uh whole lot of different videos like gaming related videos uh talking about life related videos but then he ended up getting mm. his current like edgy hotline miami like dark voice persona type thing uh, when he was doing mm. pedophile hunting videos which like those gotcha, will gotcha. always do well online because like hey nobody likes pedophiles so absolutely yeah so um those were doing incredibly well but in his most recent situation, um, a lot of stuff has more come out of like, I guess he tried to kind of do a viral type thing by fake calling out other content creators and saying, hey, they should be covering this stuff, but they're not. But we're going to be covering yeah, this one person he, he had here. Like, who's, he t- t- like critical or something. Yeah, like yeah. And I guess the guy that Mama Max was trying to out is allegedly a person who is like, that, who is a pedophile who is luring people over to their place but is also a uh was it like a, they believe they're a vampire and there's this whole big vampire about them yeah so oh the fun thing God. was i watched like two videos about this right and it was just all over the place and yeah the, the funny thing was because this is like um like <laughs> it's so funny when you see this stuff, like you see the reaction of someone who's out of the sphere. Cause like you, you and I are like in the YouTube sphere where it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah, this yeah. is just like a weird thing. Whatever. It's like, for example, like if Chris Chan does something awful, it's like, Oh, okay. Well that was yeah. kind of expected there. And then you realize, yeah. Oh, the greater internet doesn't really 
know about this stuff. This is still kind of niche, even if it gets two, three hundred thousand views on a video, whatever it is. So mm. what will happen is like if my girlfriend and I like we're spending time together, we've been spending like time in the living room, like we're both like together but doing our own thing where it's like she could be watching like some K dramas and I'm playing Final Fantasy or something, or like right, she's right. watching some on the TV, I'm on my Switch. And we both have like our own like junk consumptions where she's like, Oh yeah, you know, my K drama here, this is uh th- this is just like it's like my garbage TV that I like to have. Like I have it in the background. Yeah, like slop. Exactly. YouTube yeah. YouTube slop like that is exactly. the modern day like like Maury Povich or Jerry Springer, I guess. There we go. Some slop in the background. Yeah, and it's Um, and it's great because it's like with like her Korean dramas, like I'll kind of like half pay attention and like, okay, that's going on, that's going on, and then she describes like some of the backstory, and it's like, wow, this is really crazy. But I also see why these are so popular because this is a lot juicier than like a lot of the American stuff that's over here. But right. there was one of those days, like, on the side, she had some K-dramas playing. I had a couple of videos from, uh, like, talking about this situation with Mom Max playing on there. And, like, there's occasionally she would kind of, like, zone out of her own thing. And she'd, like, look over at my screen and just see something that's like, oh, okay, this dude who believes in, like, a werewolf vampire cult is now just, like, screaming at the camera. And she just has this, like, weird look on her face of, like, disbelief. And I'm just like, look, it's not like that I always seek out this stuff, but it's just, it's fascinating to me because you got to realize, like, there's people who think this stuff is, like, 100% real. These are, like, real people right here, and that's why it's so fascinating to look at. And she's like, wow, okay, no, I get it. Like, werewolf, I, I get it. wait, so werewolf, vampire. I don't even know if it was uh, werewolf, but it was <laughs> It was definitely, it was like a like pedophile vampire. Pedophile vampire. Cult, essentially. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That, that sounds like a terrible band name. Yeah. They, I mean, <laughs> it, it could be. But, like, the thing is, yeah. it's just you see this and it's like, yeah, you could, like, easily dismiss it as YouTube drama and it is. But then if you, like, pay a little bit of attention, it's like, wow, this is, like, so bad because this is, like. That's this insane. Will, like, it, it, it's, it's insane. It will envelop people's lives with this stuff. Like, people, people live this way. <laughs> it's got pedophiles. It's got vampires. Exactly. That's fucking insane. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, okay, okay. I guess there's there there's some in, there's. See, as soon as someone so, says vampire pedophile, I'm I'm like, uh, I'm out. This is this is too insane. It's like you're tapping. <laughs> Listen to. <laughs> yeah. Like what the fuck am I being? told right now this is nuts that's fair i mean if if we need a palate cleanser here there was also another bad thing that i was talking with uh, a friend about not as bad as you'd expect though but uh the way she described it have you ever heard of puppy bias puppy bias no it's uh when in this example two dogs one of them's an adult dog one of them's a puppy the puppy gets away with a lot more stuff while as the adult dog will uh, not get as much attention they will get blamed for things they will get reprimanded for doing things that the puppy does the puppy can do those exact same things they don't get reprimanded. yeah i think i think that's natural that's definitely happened in uh in this cat scenario i have here with a the younger one, she, oh, you, she gets you, away with murder. You had a kitten bias? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Still to this day, because she's very small. She's much smaller than the full-grown cat, and she gets away with shit. But I got you. It's just so cute. She's yeah. just so cute when she's fucking up. I don't... I, it's so hard to be mad at her. <gasps> we were... And she's so sensitive when I... She's so sensitive if I yell at her. She's she's like, why? And, and then you feel bad about it. I feel yeah, bad. I get, she's I get, Yeah, I get, she's I get, real sassy. 
Yeah. She'll sit on my lap. She'll sit on my lap and like, uh, like just like dig her like, like, like head and just go full like dead weight, like <laughs> just like. And then if I need to get up, I start picking her up. She'll be like, <laughs> like she'll get like all like, like bitchy kind of growl. Then I'll stop and then just like right back to just like dead weight. Be- like, okay, everything's fine. Because it was clearly your <laughs> fault for doing something that the cat did not want to do. That's clearly your fault in her mind. It was my fault for needing to get up, I guess. Exactly. Very yeah, how dare like, you get up? Uh, yeah. yeah. But, how dare? Uh, <laughs> no, what, what happened with this was so uh, one of my best friends, she loves pugs. So that's going to be a important like background information thing here. Um, Mm -hmm. but she has told me like, she loves my dog, Lily, for example. And she's like, no, I actually like older dogs. I like senior dogs because, uh, they're a lot more chill and I just, I like them a lot more. Uh, but then her boyfriend ended up getting a pug puppy at one point. And this is like the exception for her. Cause like, it's not that she, she's not crazy about puppies is essentially how it is just because like puppies can be a whole lot. So at one point, like, mm. her roommate ended up getting a puppy, and she was like, hey, you want to get one? Cool. I'm not helping with it. And then it kind of brought up issues because the roommate's just all this drama of, like, the roommate's like, oh, my God, like, you you were going to help out, and, you know, you don't spend any time with the puppy. And she's like, dude, I said at the beginning of this, like, I'm you know me. I'm not really that crazy about puppies. Like, I'm not going to help out. It's not my dog. Whatever. So what happened was her boyfriend ended up getting a pug puppy absolutely melted her heart she's like sending me photos about this dog she'll tell me about this dog she's like oh look what we did to the puppy look and then we did this and we dressed up i'm like oh, okay that's cute sure i'm not crazy about pugs but whatever i'm not gonna knock it um but what happened was i called her out on this recently because it turns out like this whole other time her boyfriend has another dog who is bigger, who's older, and not even like old, old, maybe like a two or three year old dog who's this like adorable, like black husky type mix. And she showed me pictures and I'm like, what the, this is, this is a crime. They haven't even mentioned this dog. You haven't showed it to me until this point. Like this dog is adorable. So then the last time we ended up seeing each other, she was just like, you know, I'm, I, I'm realizing now I'm trying to be a little better about it because I realize I have puppy bias because it was actually what you said when you had told me that I was like, wow, I didn't realize, you know, I take all these photos and videos and talk about the pug all the time. And Mm. I don't do that with the older dog. And that's kind of also going against what I've said. I think it's I've human said, instincts. It uh, is. It, I, well, well, I think, I mean, you see that probably, I mean, it's probably more devastating with, uh, you know, humans and kids and children and shit. Sure. But I think, you know, that probably happens, uh, pr- well, probably happens all the time. Well, you the have, thing a, is have that, a new kid, the youngest child thing, you know, it's that it's exactly yeah. that, right. Where yeah. the youngest child is like spoiled. Yeah. Um, the, the, the it's thing exactly with, that. The thing with this though, is that she, even like the exception to this is that, historically she doesn't really like puppies that much she doesn't vibe with puppies Mm. that much but this is a pug puppy so she went all nuts about it and she's like yeah no i didn't realize like i was pretty much i was doing what i hate and then she kind of zoomed out a little bit she's like wow no like the older dog like he will do stuff and we'll reprimand him but then the puppy does something and we we allow it whatever it is so that's when she had introduced like puppy bias to me told me about that and i'm like okay that makes sense there i got it but like you said human nature i feel like i have a little bit of that as well too yeah totally everybody's everybody's human you get a new uh you get a new thing you're stoked on it and then sometimes it's a living thing <laughs> and uh you know you're stoked on it i think it, it just happens um 
just how it goes. But you know, you gotta. It's probably best to acknowledge it and and try to try to uh, um, share the attention between between the animals or whatever. But I think it is definitely organically happens. Yeah. You know, whether you're whether you're conscious of it or not, yep. that's something that's um, you know going to be a thing for I think a vast majority of people. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that's helped out quite a bit is uh, another one of my best friends. He used to uh, when he was growing up, he would actually train um, like uh, he, like. Uh, seeing eye dogs and such and dogs mm. that would like help out people who had disabilities and all that and those dogs have to be perfect like they cannot yeah, be totally. good they cannot be great they cannot be pretty good they have to be perfect because yeah. nothing can distract them and they have to always be there for their human uh so he ended up you know learning how to train dogs really well but when he ended up getting his own dog i noticed um he'd gotten his dog as a puppy and he was very strict with her um, just, I remember like one of the examples that she was like chewing on an old, uh, towel he had and he would not let her do that. He was like, no, no, you can snuggle with the towel. You can sleep with it. You cannot chew it. As soon as she chewed it, you know, he'd reprimand her. He'd take it away. And I was asking, I was like, oh dude, it's not a big deal. Like it's, you know, she's cute. And he's like, here's the thing. You got to realize it's cute because she's small. She is a puppy yeah, right yeah. now. You have to imagine, but she's only going to be a puppy temporarily. You have to imagine this dog doing the same thing when they're 50, 75, or 100 pounds, and it's not cute anymore. So you have to stop it when they're a puppy. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a smart approach. It's hard to um, it's hard to reprimand such a such a cute thing for destroying shit and being cute while while doing it. I think, but yeah, I, I don't know. I I totally get the struggle because you know my my younger my younger kitty's always up to always up to mischief and. You ha you have a hard time saying like get down or stop doing that or whatever, because especially with with her she'll you know she'll she'll respond she'll be like eh! <laughs> like kind of do like a like like gets real upset when you're yelling at her but um you know yeah and then it's like oh okay you're fine break yep. that thing I don't care you're too cute yep. it's a tough it's a tough tightrope to to balance on but um yeah it's probably better to scold them. If they're fucking up when they're young, but you know, exactly, it's only yep. natural to be if it's a cute puppy, cute kitten, yep, whatever. It's yeah. only natural to want to be like, just let it, just keep doing that. You're fine. <laughs> One thing I've had to tell people is a, a lot of people they don't realize it until you tell them and you really identify the behavior. But a lot of people mm. show their love with food, especially with animals, and you gotta be like, no, no, no. If you're if you're gonna overfeed this animal, you are doing them a disservice. Like you can show totally. them you love with them without using food. Absolutely, yeah. They do love food, though. Oh, absolutely. They do love food. Yeah. But then the, the thing that we run into is, like, people, like, look at my dog, and they're like, oh, well, you know, can I give her food? Oh, I want to get – oh, it's, it, and it's cute when she eats. And they're just like, oh, well, she's hungry. Well, she's looking at me. She's starving. She's hungry. I'm like, if you leave it up to her, she's going to keep – like, dogs will keep eating. If you give them food, they'll keep eating food until they throw up mm -hmm. and then they'll eat that and they'll keep going like no she it's not that she's hungry she just knows that if she gives you the puppy dog eyes and stares at you when you're in the kitchen or you have food <laughs> there's a chance she's gonna get food stop feeding her yeah. she's being manipulative exactly so that, that's what i kind of like the low maintenance um with cats or whatever I, I know not everyone does it this way but you know we just kind of leave like a full bowl of like dry food and they just you know ration themselves they don't like eat until it's gone it's mm -hmm. um but some people you know they've got like a 
dedicated like feeding hour or whatever for their cats and they'll um, you know they'll run in and they'll like chow down like until it's done um i don't know they they seem to do a pretty good job of uh rationing themselves i don't have uh there's no obesity going on that's and then good. wet food you know vet, wet food they get um they get real hype for but mm-hmm. you know with the dry food it's just there like top it off if it's running low they're not constantly eating they'll go over and nibble on it here and there and I don't know. Cats are pretty good about that. Yeah, they're not um, as crazy about it, which that makes sense. Yeah, um, I think I don't I'm, know if you can do that with a dog. I, I I feel like they there are like the dog dispenser like things, right? Where like you fill it up with dry food. And there it's just are, there. yeah. And then my uh, my best friend, who uh, he's you know, I said he trained dogs for. He actually was able to do that with his dog. I don't think as mm. much now, but for some time, he would just give the entire measured allotment of what his dog needed for the day dump it into her bowl and she would eat half of it in the morning and then go around do her thing and then around dinner time she would go there eat the other half be all good damn yeah but she was incredibly well trained that's cool yeah yeah i guess you gotta gotta you probably gotta get them on that like young like um uh, get them on that schedule of like just being able to to ration themselves or whatever yeah you i mean you're even saying we're kind of just like putting out the food for your cats and stuff um i don't mm. know if you've ever like disappeared like on vacation for a few days like what exactly you do but i have had friends who they have a cat or two they do that and yeah it's it's amazing how like with cats you can just i don't trust out. that I, you don't I, okay <laughs> yeah no I, I wouldn't i would be like stress the fuck out like i'll have somebody you know just like somebody's got to at least like drop by every day make sure mm-hmm. fucking you know they haven't gone feral mm-hmm. it's not like a, a feral ghoul situation going on i and, i did uh, that yeah like i i did that with one of my friends her cat um i was checking on it every other day uh my other friends i know they had someone checking in every like three days and from what mm. i've gathered most of the time cats will love it when you're gone if anything it's like no don't don't take them out of their environment because they're gonna get stressed out keep them there yeah but if anything they're just gonna be it's you are a disturbance when you're there most of the time they are happy <laughs> right. when there's no one there when they have the house themselves yeah, they're stoked. They're they're doing their own thing. Uh, yeah, I I like it. I that's what I like. The the low maintenance and I, you know everyone says says that shit. They're needy. It's like they're needy like once in a while and like um, and it's nice. But most of the time they're content like looking out a window, hanging out, licking themselves. Like they're chilling. <laughs> they're just they're just being chilling constantly. Yep. And, and, and it's nice. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love dogs, but uh, I like them very much more. And, uh, like, oh, I'll pet your dog for a moment, <laughs> you know, as opposed to, like, um, just the, um, you know, they're, they're very much, you got to build your life around having a dog. You got to take them on a walk this time. Um, I guess it's good for getting people on, on schedules, you know. You got to walk your dog. You got a um, big responsibility with a dog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's and then dog people are so friendly it annoys the hell out of me <laughs> I have all these very uh, big dog walker neighborhood and everyone's just like chipper like hey how's it going I'm like you're sketchy I don't know about that no one's that happy what's your deal 
What's with all these dog walkers being hey, happy a, all the time? I think it's the endorphins, man. You get that when you're just, you know, out, you're walking your dog and everything. Um, that's one mm. thing I've had. That the benefit is that you get to see what's going on with the neighborhood and you get to see where people are at and what they're doing. Downside is mm. everybody then knows you because like right, I, right. like I'll go to like and I'll go to like one neighborhood event every few years and everyone there's like oh I know you I know you have you have that black dog that you walk yeah you have that dog that you walk oh I I see you you walk by my house every day yeah you you got that one dog and I'm like well, I don't know any of y'all people and everyone knows me <laughs> yeah dude yeah that's uh that's weird yeah <laughs> that's how it goes it's fun totally <laughs> Yeah. What are your uh, What are your thoughts on this uh, this MIG switch? That was the next uh, thing I was going to bring up. All right, oh, so dude, my, yeah, tell there's some telepathy going on. Truly, truly, man. Uh, no, so I'm personally not going to be getting one. I did not try to pre-order one. I did not try to buy one. I did not ask for a review copy. Uh, was not contacted mm. for one. Uh, it looks. It has been confusing getting this thing rolled out and seeing it here. And for anyone who does not know, we're getting to modding a little bit here. This is a flash cartridge for the Nintendo Switch, where it will allow you to, on a completely stock console, so far on the latest firmware, uh, with no other mods, you can take your cartridge dumps of games, you can put them on a micro SD card, put it into this cartridge that is shaped and has a circuitry of a uh, regular Switch game cart, and then you can put it in, and it will mount it as an actual game cartridge. Um, so mm. it's it's cool to see that there. It doesn't seem like the price uh, the, the price seems to be kind of all over. Where it looks like I, I guess the MSRP is like sixty five seventy US dollars, but it seems like that's kind of the sticker price to make it look nice because I've seen like shipping or like when it comes to other places, people are trying to sell it for around a hundred dollars. But it looks like there's two components to it. There's the MIG switch cartridge, which is what you need to actually do the fun stuff you want to, and there's the MIG switch dumper, which is just a uh, switch cartridge to USB Type C uh, interface where you plug it into your computer and you can just dump the ROMs and all the required files from your game cartridges. Uh, from the game card dumper itself um, my opinion on this is like I think at a technical level I always find this stuff neat but when it comes to Absolutely. the actual usage of it here uh, it's going to be incredibly easy for bans to happen of not only the cartridges but also systems and accounts uh, yeah people are... that, that was my first my very first like concern was yeah. like oh this is gonna the, the market the used market for i didn't even think about the games but just like the used console um i have since thought about the games but but initially like the consoles i'm just like dude there's yeah. just gonna be so many like yeah. and who knows maybe maybe um they'll loosen up and maybe uh, they don't want the market being flooded with a bunch of like mysteriously banned consoles or whatever. But um, that is that's gonna that's most likely going to be a thing. I I think it's neat, but like, but it's very much like um, like from a technical level. Like I'm impressed that something like that works. Like that's cool. Um, but yeah, as far as like a, a usage thing and like the the way it's been presented so far of like needing to constantly eject it and insert it to toggle between games is borderline unusable to me. Like that's like 
imagine you've got like a collection of a hundred games and you're yep. trying to get to fucking you're trying to get to Z if you or were, like you skip past the fucking game you finally got to and you got to fucking circle back like by ejecting it a million times and that's like, a problem crazy. like if you have a large uh, collection it's not going mm-hmm. to be very good doing this on here uh, now you can how do I put it uh, I think this would be good for like five or ten games um but yeah when it comes to that it's it's not going to be as usable a, a lot of people also have really needed their expectations tamper like tempered mm-hmm. on it because people have said i i've seen a lot of this where people have said oh this is going to be revolutionary for the switch modding scene it's not going to change anything uh people have said oh yeah. well this will be really good for finding an entry point like an exploit based game no we're not going to be getting that like horizon yeah, os is so. incredibly secure at this point you know the the we had the rcm uh exploit we had the warm boot hacks and at this point we have glitching for all the latest stuff um right and then when it comes to it it's like even if you just want to pirate games on it uh so many cartridges the version like the 1.0 version is completely yeah. different than the latest version uh you cannot it's been confirmed like you can't seem to because essentially like if everything is signed and hashed properly you can use Mm -hmm. a completely like stock cartridge dump but you cannot repack it like you cannot create like a super xci with dlc and updates and all that stuff um gotcha gotcha yeah so you won't be so you'll still need access to like the nsps of you know dlc and updates right exactly as opposed to packing it into the packing it into whatever format they choose and on a stock system especially if you only have one system that's going to be much harder to do or even you know impossible if you're just like pirating all the games and stuff um or even Mm -hmm. if you have them legitimately it will just be more annoying um the thing that keeps entering my head here um I guess kind of I mean talk. if they're legitimate I mean you can like you know you'll put them all on the the um the thing and then fucking uh you know it should be all be signed properly if it, it's not shared with a zillion people with Correct, yeah. games I imagine I imagine it would be fine I'm sure there's probably a good chance that like you're using a flash card it would be detectable Oh yeah, but I think they really only give a shit about piracy. Well, so, well, actually, um, the the funny thing is with it being detectable, I believe uh, like Mike Heskin or um, Hex Keys. Uh, I didn't even know about this, but I mean, this dude he's been reversing uh, the the firmware itself, Horizon OS, for years. He was reversing uh, um, SX uh, OS as well too. He's worked on Atmosphere. I didn't even know about this. Apparently, um, I think after like firmware nine point or something there is now a count to see how many times you cycle a cartridge. So Mm. quite literally, they can use that as a flag if they see that, oh, for some reason, you are cycling the game cartridge in your console 300 times. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah, yeah, I mean, banning on that would be crazy because you never know, fucking some kids just fucking clicking it down a bunch of times, but it could definitely lead to like, okay that flag set and then all these other scenarios too it's probably this or that i don't know i think it could be neat like ultimately like the the way i think of it is very much like if it's like obviously it's not going to like run unsigned code or whatever oh, no. Um, no, like no. on a stock system but potentially if you can you know if it have like say a non-stock system and you want to run unsigned code and that unsigned code happens to be some sort of bootloader that can like 
actually that can simulate um, via software, you know, a zillion toggling, or if you can just switch to what you want to boot up, like that would make that would make I could see that making it cool just because it would like essentially double your storage that oh, yeah. you can have on you've got your SD card slot and then potentially you know you can uh, pull your EMMC it's not simple but I mean you can uh, you can dump your dump your onboard memory the EMMC and then uh, upgrade to something larger like a 256 or probably 512 yeah, onboard yeah. so you can go you can go gnarly there you can do like one 1. 1.5 terabyte I think is the max for SD and then double that where you've got a cartridge you put your you know, you've got your uh, NSPs, like your DLC, all that shit. Um, that's on your similar to like 360. If you've got all your all your DLCs going on, uh, going on your internal hard drive, like mm-hmm. it, that's where it's got to go. You know, whereas like so that's how it's going to be for any like DLC or uh, uh, updates and all of that. Like that's that's going to be going on your either your SD card or the internal memory. But like cartridge based stuff can all be on. The external thing and if something like that happens you know then i can definitely see like it being a really good like then i would be interested like as like in a device like that like something that it opens up for uh double storage um similar to like any of the um you know if the, i don't know if the software is up for it but or up to date with it but um you know the various things like the um uh like that Wii U adapter that uh, Voltar made for to fix uh, the Wii U's yeah, with yeah, an SD the, card. The, the SD aid, card, yeah. To, yeah, the NAND aid, the SD to EMMC uh, kind of thing. Like just beyond fixing it, I mean, like the potential of like you know using some uh, you know cheapo SD like flash card to like significantly like increase the amount of internal storage size of something like that, or even the 360. Um, I don't think anything like that's out, but I mean, it, it's probably being worked on. It's definitely, I think it's possible. Might need some software to catch up to like patch like a four, four gigabyte Corona to, to run like a, like a terabyte internal <laughs> SD card. That'd be cool. I mean, I think that would be rad. I think that'd be <laughs> super rad. I would love to, I would love to eventually just uh, do that on my, on my Wii U because um, that, that's just, I haven't touched my Wii U in forever. I'm sure like like you I've like uh set up like if I have a console that can be like modded and pimped out I'm going to do it for myself. Oh, absolutely. Uh, and Wii U I definitely did when I got one and um haven't, haven't played with it much but one thing specifically I remember being uh really annoying about it like if you're trying to go with uh like a Wii U that plays Wii U games and it plays uh and you can do like the basic Wii stuff was that the the Wii stuff, Wii U stuff, needed to all be on one format, uh, which wasn't like a standard formatted drive. It was like you plug your external into the yep, Wii U yep. and format it for the Wii U, and that's not compatible with any of the um, any of the regular Wii stuff. So it's like, I don't know. I could definitely see a use case for like the the NAND aid, like uh, just being like put a one terabyte internally, and that's my Wii U. Uh, that's my Wii U storage, and then if I want more, I could do uh, like maybe a big SD card in the the Wii U slot. Because just yeah. you know, needing an external hard drive uh, for like a specific system, it's I don't love it. You it, know, like I don't annoying. need I don't want to have a three sixty with a sixteen terabyte 
external hooked up to it you know i get that yeah um you're talking about with like the xl usb formatted drives yeah yeah exactly and i think with the wii u as well you can use just like a usb flash drive but if you use an external Mm -hmm. hard drive you almost always have to get a uh one of those y splitter cables if it's like a usb 3.01 because you need like more power the extra juice right exactly yeah i've had i remember running into that with uh ps3 as well uh ps3 is like the one exception where i've got like a fucking massive (laughs) external hard drive like i think it's i think i told you about this probably not on the uh i I definitely didn't get around to making a video on it but i was uh my ps3 i i think i okay it's convoluted um maybe i'll there's a link to gba temp for like how i set this up and it's for the wii but you have to get a western digital drive like it's specific one some will work some won't work and it could be whatever size, and then there's a Western Digital formatting uh, software utility that yeah. you can format it uh, so it in like a compatibility mode for like Windows XP mm-hmm. and like Windows 95 and shit like that. So you can literally format like a giant what 16 terabyte, 32 whatever uh, hard drive to be FAT32, which okay. just isn't possible like any other way. Like you can only go up to two terabytes with yep. FAT32. It's like the max. So I was able to do that for my um, for my PS3 collection just to have it be like I know there's the NTSC like you can do that and like it's like mostly the NTFS fine type stuff for like XFAT. Yeah, it's just not native and it's um, it you run into other weird little issues there. So it's just you know XFAT is or FAT32 generally for a lot of these things. It's like uh, if you can get your thing formatted fat 32 generally you run into less headaches unless you're you know you're gonna have to split large files but you know when it comes to actually using it it's um i don't know just after like all of the um all of the wacky shit with switch and their x fat drivers being like really fucked up i've just been like okay if it can do fat 32 I'm doing fat 32. Yeah. Like you're for everything. You're like, scarred from it. Yeah. Well, even uh, I mean, yeah. there's, there's other times too, where especially for like flash cartridge or, or yeah, I guess flash carts or even just um, optical drive emulators for certain systems. I say like the, um, let's say dreamcast or like the Saturn, for mm-hmm. example, where typically yeah. they take like fat 32 or X fat. And I just go with yeah. fat 32 on there because some people might do X, but it's like, well, why? Because like, first of all, fat 32 with modding stuff, it just seems to work better. But secondly, it's like, Okay, Absolutely. this is Saturn, so the games are not going to be over 700 megabytes ever. Or right. uh, the Dreamcast, you know, they're going to be at most, you know, just over a gigabyte. You're not going to run into a Dreamcast or a Saturn game that's going to be above four gigabytes, like per disc. So there's yeah, it's, no it's just not possible. There's no scenario where you need uh, where XFAT benefits you, and something that old and something like pre DVD. Um, even GameCube, like I know, uh, I know Swiss is supposed like Swiss works with XFAT. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, Fat thirty two, but and I had used XFAT before, but I, I think I remember like somebody telling me uh, at some point in time, like, oh no, just do Fat thirty two. It's um, someone someone ran into some problem using XFAT or whatever. So it's just I don't know. I just feel like if you've got the option between the two definitely especially if it like the games aren't over four gigabytes like just go exactly just go fat 32 like off the rip because um at least historically and it seems the uh you know with the with the modding scene with modded consoles like historically x fat is if it is supported it you know 
that's where you see people running into issues outside of you know file transferring ones that are over four gigabytes exactly um and it was bad on the switch like it was like you know straight up corrupted sd cards yeah and, um, I, the only issues, major headaches yeah the only issues i ran into with x fan on the switch myself but i did I, i'm a believer i converted to fat 32 uh a couple mm. of them was uh i think the first one i didn't experience this myself but i know one of the pokemon games it seemed to yeah. uh it was just wiping out uh, sd cards completely stock and it seemed yeah. to be related to the XFAT driver. The other one was myself personally when uh, RE3 and X ended up releasing. Uh, I noticed that I'd be able to play for maybe a few hours and then my mm-hmm. game would corrupt or my save would corrupt and I would lose all my progress on there. And yep, that's I, the kind of shit that was the kind of shit that yep. I was seeing with. And it was hard to troubleshoot because it was like it was like real obtuse and inconsistent issues yep. of just like shit was just working now it's wonky like what's going on like, yeah it, and it's I, not not yeah. easy to even diagnose like, yeah that's and i remember with re3 i tried it on like two different systems i tried it on two mm. different custom firmwares because we had sxos at the time the only right. thing that actually fixed it was uh switching to fat32 once i did that i was able to play through the game in its entirety i didn't have crashes i never had any other issues <laughs> after that yeah, it took me a while to be a believer as well. Um, just as like, because it was just so convenient. I to don't not know. Split it's working files, fine. You know, if you're just like mounting, totally. like you know, your big XCI files at the time, it's just copy mm. and paste them, and it's all in the internal. And like you were saying, you don't want to have the external drive, so you don't have to worry about that there. So it was nice and convenient. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It was it was very much way more convenient, but especially before like uh, all the real convenient shit started coming out, like. Uh, Ah, fuck. There's there's definitely one, like, there's a gold leaf version, and then there's a, um, what's it called? Uh, a a tinfoil version where it's, like, you hook up, you hook your, um, hook your switch up via USB-C, and, you know, uh, you can access, uh, like, files on your PC. And yeah, I know what you're talking like, about. Trans- yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yep, yep. Yeah, that's and- super convenient, but before that, it was, like, manually split it and then transfer over FTP or transfer like pull your SD card, plug it in, transfer, split the file, split the file, transfer, bring it back, install it. You know, it was, it's definitely like a pain in the ass, but, um, and it, it was hard to get like a lot of people to switch over, but like the amount of messages I got from, uh, fucking people who like were like, just like, nah, XFAT's working fine. Like, like it's like, it'll, it'll like, work fine for now at least. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. People find, like, I got a lot of like messages from people who were just like, like, Oh, you're right. I I finally got boned by XFAT, you know. Yep. Like uh and it was it was always catastrophic. It was very much like losing like your SD card's just fucked. Yep. And you gotta you gotta format it and hopefully that's not where your hopefully your saves were stored on the internal memory. Yeah. And like you didn't just like tra- offload them to the SD card or whatever because <laughs> that would be bad news. Yeah, I think the um I want to say I think on my stock systems I can't remember if I'm using uh XFAT or FAT32 because if you put a large micro SD card in you just plug it in um on stock it will just default to XFAT. Um mm. but I I know at least I think I'm FAT32 right now, but I know I used XFAT on stock for years. Uh I did not play that Pokemon game that was running into issues, but if you aside from that if you use your system as intended 
it seems to work fine, but it was running into all the issues, of course, like when you were modding it. But when you're modding it, just go with Bat32. Yeah. yeah, I would I would still say and and then um God, I got I wanna credit him correctly. It's but I, f- I forget his uh forget his exact username was like M two um it's like four letters slash numbers. He's uh he was the dev of the N sixty four core M4XW, for the, for retro. Maybe? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I, I remember it was him that I saw saw a post like it saying that it's um you know it had nothing to do with modding. It's like the drivers that Nintendo used for XFAT have problems, and it was eventually going to be a issue for legitimate stuff. And then the Pokemon thing ended up happening and yep. fucked a lot of people over. So it's better safe than sorry. For it's sure. definitely going to be way more common on like custom firmware switches. Uh, it seemed to have like consistently everyone runs into issues eventually with that but like you know For why sure. did, why not just play a save even if you have a vanilla switch you've got an sd card in it just plug it into your computer format it fat 32 and uh it just, then get going if the, if you're already set up fucking back it up format it drag everything back over like all right sorry about that i had to step away for a bit so we'll just uh slide back into conversation here i think the last thing we were talking about was uh the xfat driver how that would cause issues eventually down the ride well down the road for uh stock users and then pokemon got hit with that uh yeah exactly and uh before we get into that have you heard of this book called the bible uh, oh, no, I'm just fucking. I'm just fucking with you. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no. I mean, for anyone out there that's like rocking a switch, if uh, <laughs> uh, that was a silly thing to say, uh, anyone out there, <laughs> anyone out there, still uh, rocking a switch, you got your SD card. I would, I pop it out and plug it in and right click it go to properties and see if it's x fat or fat 32 whether you're modded or not modded it doesn't matter uh but yeah i would if if you're on x fat i think it's it's probably best safest to just format fat 32 back your shit up first format it fat 32 drag everything back over because when in uh when x fat on a switch does uh go sideways it's it is pretty catastrophic it, i mean it's you end up with a lot of corrupt shit nothing seems to be working right it's um it's real hard to uh i mean it's easy to diagnose if you've seen it a couple times but it's re- it's really inconsistent and something can act like fine and then it's not acting fine and then just be all over the place like the the issues when when xfat becomes an issue and i i'm not a software guy i i couldn't tell you what's wrong with the the drivers there but uh something's definitely fucked up and uh it's better just go fat 32 either way stock or not stock it's uh as if it fails it's uh it's going to be a bummer depending on how much stuff you have stored on your sd card i think the biggest thing that people run into which like i mean hey i'm a part of this as well too is when it comes to it it's like well i already have mine set up as x fat even if your stock it's like i already have it set up as x fat i'm already doing this here and it's working fine especially on Mm -hmm. stock like i said so there's and, and when you have those bigger micro sd cards like in my switch i have a I think I have a 512 at this point in there. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of, or no, I got a one terabyte. I end up upgrading same, to one same. terabyte. Yeah. So it's like, 
So that is a pain to just, I got to take it. I got mm. to copy all the, like, you know, five, 600 gigabytes worth of data to my computer, then format yeah. it, and then copy it back to the micro SD card. So a lot of people don't totally. want to do that. So absolutely, especially if you have the uh, partition MUNAN, that is, that makes it a real big drag. Um, yeah. Which is why I've long, I mean, the, um, the SD based MUNAN uh, got pretty good. So I've been, I've been on that kick for, for years now and it's just so much more convenient if you need to update your uh if you're upgrading your sd card if you're doing anything that is true you've got the partition one you you just just, copy transfer the file copy paste as opposed to um i used to have a video on how to do it and it it definitely wasn't um definitely wasn't a fun process i think you had to like make an image of it and then burn that image to the new sd card and then take it into some sort of uh like ease use partition master and like extend the partition out because it's going to be I need to look size. into it. I think it's a bit better now. I think you're essentially. Is it better now? I think you're essentially able to do some of the stuff in Hikate where you're able to dump out. Essentially, you dump out your um, MU MMC as mm. raw file, like as files, and then yeah, you yeah, yeah. format your new micro SD card. You put your new one into uh, uh, the switch with Hikate running. You have to partition it on there, and then you end up migrating. And you're able to, right. you know, when you go and create or you migrate your uh, MUMMC, it's able to take that raw file setup that you have, and then it just plops that into the partition and something like that. Totally. And there's there's a red um, app that's over on uh, GBA Temp that you can, like, convert between them. I think it's called MUTool. Okay. Um, oh, you can, like, select, like, different but... MUMMCs or something or... Yeah, it's basically got like an input and output. So it's like you toggle between, um, like, say it's on your SD card. It's like the input, um, SX, MU, NAND, whatever. And then you choose the location and then output, like, atmosphere, SD file. You know, you can you can convert between them using that. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't messed around with that too much, but uh, had some success with it. There was a lot of headaches going uh, from SX uh, based MUNANs just in general to yep. like converting them to atmosphere. Um, a lot of times it just they did it just wouldn't work right. Um, like I definitely on my Switch Lite, my like my personal one, I just said I uh, I just said fuck it <laughs> and like like I think I converted it and like once I did it would like constantly like either the Switch wouldn't boot or it would like it get it would freeze at like the at one of the two initial logos or it wouldn't freeze or it would hang up there for a while. It was messy. Um, so I just started over at that point. And, um, you know, I think, uh, and you can definitely do that in a way that's not as like, uh, much of a pain in the ass where you, you go through, you use JKSV to, uh, back up all your saves, or you can even use like the PC application to like, extract all your saves or whatever and then just yeah. re-inject them once you remake it but it's definitely not fun no matter what thankfully um uh, most people who have migrated or wanted to you know most people still and everyone's migrated to atmosphere by now for so, sure and and with that uh, i think this is actually a, a good point here because uh we were we were talking about uh the make switch and we kind of went all over the place with atmosphere yeah, yeah. and all that and there's there's mm. two things i think of with this uh with the make switch going back to it and then kind of i don't mind capping it off here but uh one of them is uh i think this 
I think the solution would have been much better if it was earlier in the system's life cycle. And I'd said it in a mod totally. chat episode. And typically you do see things like this. You see a monetized hardware solution that is much better than any of the free open source um, or just free options there. And then mm -hmm. over the years, as the uh, free stuff ends up getting better and as the hardware stuff ends up getting not supported anymore the free options yeah. end up becoming the better options like at this point yeah like 3ds for sure that oh, we saw 3DS, that We've seen absolutely it yeah or even ps3 100 like yeah we we had the cobra ode but now nobody mm -hmm. uses that thing at all people have not even heard of it it's most all people, yeah most people don't even PS3 know about it yeah totally. so you have that now so I think this being so late into the system's life cycle, when we have all the glitch chips available, we have a really good custom firmware, uh, we have some pretty set standards for everything, mm -hmm. it's not going to be as great. Um, the people who are purchasing this thinking it's going to be exactly like an R4 are going to be really disappointed. And I had never yeah. said this before, but one of my, it's a little bit of an anecdotal story. This is back when I worked at a game shop. One of my best friends was, uh, we, we were talking because there was this one person who, uh, we could tell he was getting games from Best Buy. Uh, we he It's been so many years now at this point, so it's fine. But we could tell this guy was stealing games from Best Buy, and he was selling them to us. Um, but what happened was, because I kind of, like, seen, like, some a little bit of, like, the casings and all that in his bag. You know, he tried to not let me see them, but I ended up seeing them. And I was talking with my friend, and he was kind of laughing about it. And he's like, man, you know, I don't know if I was doing it. Uh, I would do this, and I would do this, and I would do this. And then you end up bringing this in and bring one of these here. And then you're able to, you know, open up the cases, put them in. You're not detected. And I was like, it sounds like you've done this before. He's like, honestly, I haven't done it. It's just I, I know it. It's kind of just the common sense stuff to me. But he said something that never left my memory banks. And I just relate this to the MIG switch here versus atmosphere mm. i'm not going to shame people for pirating here but the quote that my friend gave was if you're going to steal at least steal right and that's how i <laughs> feel about the mig switch if you're going to steal yeah. at this point you know if you're going to pirate games at least do it properly just do it on for atmosphere. sure yeah totally and um you know, before I pulled all of my old, um, you know, like switch, like software setup kind of bullshit. Um, yeah. You know, anyone who re who remembers any of that, oh, like it's all still the same like principle of uh, you set up your uh, MUMMC and now there's discourse. Some people say that blanking the prod info is snake oil. However, I've been I've done that for three years whenever in incognito came out i switched from 90 dns to incognito and yeah. had never had an issue multiple switches still fine so yeah if it, essentially it's pretty easy to set up your switch to be you have custom firmware that's on an MUNAN that's completely separate from the sysnan and then if you're using sysnan you just boot into stock and you're fine like you're, yeah. you use in stock if you're going online if you're doing whatever you use your switch, you boot into stock, and you use it like a uh, like you would a stock switch. Um, exactly. And then if you if you want to play around with some homebrew or you know you know sail the deep seas, whatever it is you're doing, you move to uh, move to your custom firmware Emunan with either 90 DNS setup or um, blank blanked, blanked prod info. Mm -hmm. 
debate all over on whether uh, blanking I, prod infos doesn't just, work but I just it blank does. that prod info because it's like okay I 90 DNS you have to you know set it for your connections and all that or like you mm-hmm. blank the prod info and it's like well you can't phone home if you can't phone home <laughs> exactly and I wish that somebody because uh, once um, Mariko got exploited when the um, like the early days of SX or whatever it was real dicey using um, uh, the incognito uh RCM or, or whatever, like the most latest was at the time. Like, yeah, it would yeah. either work on your Marika or it wouldn't. I don't know. I forget what the um. I remember that. What yeah. the stipulation? Yeah, it's it sucks. It never got like um. It never got sorted out on Marika. So we've been since then. We've been you know the Exosphere file from Atmosphere. You just it's an INI file that's not as foolproof as like it was with Incognito, where it's just like you set this once on your Emunan, can't fuck it up. Like you know, the yeah. prod info is blank. Um, you don't want to do it on your sysnan because then, um, you know, then if you lose the prod info file, you're screwed. But uh, yeah, that was the best setup for sure. And I hopefully maybe one day, I doubt at this point because it's been so long. But, you know, if that comes back, if Incognito comes back for um, the newer Switch models, that'd be cool because that was that was the most foolproof way. But Exosphere's so... pretty much just as good. Just don't delete the file on accident and you're fine. I was... I was going to say with incognito RCM, I believe what you can do. So the issue was you couldn't chain load it. Essentially, you couldn't boot into the SXOS bootloader and then mm. uh, load up incognito RCM. That was what was causing issues. Um, but Is then it was, it was shown. Yeah. Then it was shown that once you reflashed it, once spacecraft NX came out at that point, uh, you would just be booting, you know, the, the chips firmware ended up changing and from there, you just do a clean boot into Incognito RCM, and you're able to run okay. that successfully. Um, if it was so, it was weird. Or, from I think my memory, it was I the don't... keys one, but it was it was a lot of it, it, SXOS like that. The SXOS uh, bootloader did not do chain loading payloads very well. Right, right. That's why. Um, yeah, if you with Atmosphere, the compatibility with there was kind of dicey but you were able to use the like the sx gear files that completely redirect it to payload.bin on like the root of the yeah. whatever like uh, if you were flashed with the sx firmware like you didn't actually need to flash it with spacecraft you could just use those sx gear files to um, reconfigure it to go off of payload.bin but yeah. if flashing spacecraft ended up being the the better choice and unless you were you know yeah. worried about opening your system big things to believe for that yeah, totally, man. That dude's the man. Oh, yeah. Dang old wizard, that guy. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I tell people he's not a man. He's a machine. <laughs> yeah, dude. He, he's come up with so much uh, so much cool stuff. It's oh, incredible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, uh... Mechapoon, too, man. Mechapoon's awesome. Mechapoon's a massive accomplishment. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, well, I mean, we're kind of winding down here, but one of the, uh, the last things I ask here is uh, what games we're currently playing. So I'll ask you that. I know you were mentioning Pal World, but what games have you been playing here recently? Um, have you heard of this game uh, called The Bible? No, I'm just fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, I've, I've heard of playing... The Bible game on PS2. PS2? I thought that was on SNES. Uh, there was, uh, I, I think there was Bible Adventures on the Nintendo. Bible, and, oh, NES. NES yeah, is right. yeah, yeah, but no, there's a, there was a game called The Bible Game on PS2. Oh, damn. That sounds pretty <laughs> shitty. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, so Pal World, I played the. I've been playing the hell out of it. I'm an absolute like. I've been. Uh, I've been working so hard. I've maybe get like two hours in, like in the early hours of the morning. But it is incredible. Um, I wish I had like the time to just like no life it like for multiple days because mm-hmm. I am really, 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 really enjoying that gameplay loop. But other than that, before that, I uh, I was pretty deep. Well, since I've last been on uh, Dark and Darker, played the hell out of that. I was yeah, really sucked yeah. into that. But th- that is a very sweaty game. I'm not a very, <laughs> um, I'm not a very competent like PvPer. I do love, I love those high stakes games just because you know they make you feel something like other games just don't. Um, where it's just you know it's high stakes. You go in with a lot of gear. You have a lot to lose at any given time. Like really, um, you know, death is very punishing kind of games. Okay, uh, stuff like that really grabs me. Um, but um, I haven't been on that kick anymore. I've been uh, I was playing a lot of New Vegas, and I if Pal World wasn't out, I I would still be in the New Vegas grind. I I modded the hell out of it, and um, I think it's a Viva New Vegas uh, mod pack or whatever that I, it's just a lot of fixes, a lot of like little tweaks, but it's pretty much like vanilla plus basically. It's just it's just um, you know fixing some of the the mishaps with you know obviously a bethesda game is going to have its uh fair share of goofiness (laughs) and that that's been really uh really refreshing to go back to because i haven't played it since it came out and um you know kind of forgot how how incredible it was and and it takes a while for it to like click again because it's like you know you're starting the game it's tutorials whatever but then you know it's just like the choices like you're you're um what you choose matters and it makes it pretty clear. And there's so many variations of like, if I fuck over this faction, like this could happen. Like, and so many reasons to like completely start over. Like I've, I ended up going with yes, man. Um, on this playthrough, I, I cited for an independent new Vegas. Not sure if I would do that again. I, I truly <laughs> love the, um, I truly love the nuance of like everything being, it's, it's it's like real world politics. It's like every single option is incredibly flawed. <laughs> like there's not like there's <laughs> like the more Bethesda games, like the Fallout Three, is much more like black and white, good and evil kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Whereas New Vegas has like everything's uh, gray, and even like the super evil uh, people, like Caesar's Legion, who like on its face is like pretty evil, but you know you'll find people in the wasteland who are like you know what like the taxes are pretty good with these guys and like if they're controlling a place like us as traders we don't get messed with at all so it's it's a wild um it's a really incredibly done game like uh just so much a, a little bit of a crime but i've still never finished new vegas i was uh but my issue was i was playing it on 360 at the time because i was just really on console i mm. wasn't on pc and it yeah, was yeah. so bugged out. And I remember it wasn't even just the bugs, but I got so frustrated. You know how it is in Bethesda games where it's like you're looking for a specific thing in a room and then you keep turning around and like the on the radar, you can't see exactly where it's at. So like you exit and yeah. you go back into that room, but it's really on another floor. Took me like... That's really frustrating. I yeah. rage quit because of that. And then I remember I came back to it months later and I figured it out. I'm like, oh, okay, cool. And then I did one or two more missions and I think I got like stuck again i'm like you know what i'm done and i just haven't played new vegas uh at length since then 
Man, I I don't know if you're into like um like deep lore like uh RPGs like that or like FPS I, mixed with RPG but I mean, um I am because I loved Fallout 3 and that's why I was disappointed with Vegas because I was like, you know, I, I want to like this game, but I think I'm just I, I, I I'm sure if I go now and I'll probably hit you up about it too, like see like which mod to install it, but I'm sure if I play it on PC this time around and mod it properly, yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. You're going to have you're going to have a great time. And, and it's very um, it, what was fun about it when I was like as I was playing it, you know, maybe a couple hours a night when I was into it. But then it would be periodically throughout the day. Like there was like multiple. It was like a good week. I was like playing the game. I was like doing side quests and I was like finding myself like earnestly thinking like, all right, do I side with. Like Mr. House seems like he he's got some good ideas. But, uh, <laughs> who should I who should I go with, or do I just want to like? Uh, do you just want to like side with the evil guys just to see what kind of like uh, shit happens? Like it genuinely had me invested in a way of like I want to know what happens if I side uh, with this faction over that faction, or how much can I like play both sides and like work for these guys without pissing off those guys. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's incredible. It keeps you thinking like outside of it. Whereas like fallout three, um, I love fallout three when I was playing it, but I mean the real, the depth of that is like, do I want to blow up megaton or do I not want to blow up megaton? And it's very much, do I want to be evil or do I want to not be evil? And of course you blow up megaton. Fuck those people. But (laughs) I just, I didn't blow up Um, megaton. Wait a minute. I absolutely blew up megaton. Oh my God. (laughs) Um, Only time I played that game, megaton had to go. Fair. That's for sure. Fair. <laughs> I've heard that a lot from people who played Fallout Three. It's uh, I think it's the unusual thing, but the pen, ten penny tower, man, that that was swanky shit. It was. It I was. had to have it. I had to have it. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> oh man. Well, hell yeah, dude. Um, and what have you been playing? You playing um, uh, Final Fantasy? Uh, actually, yeah, I was playing Final Fantasy Seven Remake. Um, was I so? I totally spaced on this. I actually ended up pre-ordering. I didn't know Rebirth is coming out in a month. Like I, I did not either. I there you go, and it just snuck <laughs> up on me, and I was like, "Wait a minute! I've been wanting to replay Final Fantasy VII Remake because um, I played it on PS4 first, like launch week it came out, loved it. Um, but I've had it on PS5. Is it on PC now? It is oh, on PC, on but I got it on oh, PS. I like my consoles, man. Um, totally, totally. I have it on PS5. I have the Integrate chapter. I haven't played through yet, so I'm like two thirds the way through it on PS5 right now. Um, I need to do that. I'm trying to see if I could hit Crisis Core before Rebirth comes out. Because when Rebirth comes out, I was like, nope. I-, I was a consumer whore. I'm like, man, I'm I'm gonna pick up this game. Like, I I pre-ordered the deluxe edition, got the physical did the pre-order because I'm like, well, I want this game immediately and I don't want to wait for it. Uh, right. So, uh, no, that's been really good. I'm playing through that right now and uh, the girlfriend's been watching me play through it and she's absolutely loved seeing it. Um, oh, that's awesome. It, it is, it is. It was I actually- haven't had an experience like that since like um, uh, our Resident Evil remake was a very good like watch someone play it. Ooh, like RE1 remake or which one? Yeah, the old school like GameCube that's okay. been like reissued a zillion times, but that that's one of the uh it's been a while since I've had one of those where it's just like a bunch of people gathered around like that's top uh, tier. Just watching someone playing like you know, in the same room, not like a Twitch situation where people are like just as stoked watching mm-hmm. that game as they are playing it. 
Yeah, and it it's been cool because we've actually we've had a few experiences like that. So even uh, like I so I don't know how emotional you get over games, but like sometimes like so Final Fantasy Seven for me, I cried in Last of Us One when I first played it. There we go, and that, that's valid. That's valid. Um, but for me, like Final Fantasy Seven, I I didn't really realize it until like years and years ago as an adult when I replayed it how like important of a game it is to me and how much I loved it and how much like mm. emotion I had tied to it. So there is, did you, did you play through, um, Final Fantasy VII Remake at all? No, no, I barely played it on okay. PS1 back in the day. I had eight and eight got, I got sucked into Final Fantasy VIII as a I kid, but, uh, seven, I, uh, I don't know what it was. If it was like the dark demeanor, like the more grittier and demeanor than eight. I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably why I'd be more like more vibe with it uh these days but as a kid or whatever like for whatever reason final fantasy 8 uh grabbed me uh whereas 7 did not i I don't know and it's funny i don't know why but it did out of those games like 8 i could never like fully get into like 9 i very much enjoyed 10 i enjoyed but 7 just gripped me and i went back like i went backwards and discovered 7 and thought it was great but uh no there there is one day I think one day, um, but there's one scene in there, um, and it's not even really a, a spoiler because it's like it, it it's basic, but also it's just the game's been out for so long and it's just the same game story remade essentially. Um, but at one point, like after um, after a mission, uh, Cloud ends up. It's the second time he meets Aerith. He crashes through the church that she's in and lands in the flower bed and wakes up and sees her. And mm-hmm. when I was playing through Final Fantasy VII Remake the second time, I was like, okay, I wonder if this scene's going to hit me. Because that scene hits me and makes me cry. And it's not because of anything, like, super profound or, like, any sadness that's happening. But This is just well done. It There we go. It was excellently executed. Like, Cloud wakes yeah. up, and in, in the remake, you know, he sees Aerith, and Aerith is just such a darling character because they knew they couldn't mess it up so they just made her so like adorably cute and just just made her character like the voice actress who mo and did her character did an excellent job but then once that cutscene is done it's just you see cloud right there he's standing you see the bed of flowers you're in the church the music is playing in the background air the standing right there and there was just like such such emotion that came over at that point with it being so well executed like i just started crying there the first time i played through it and i was like okay i'm gonna see if it hits me the same the second time and it did it hit me a little harder so damn so like my girlfriend like she i'm i'm an emotional person like she loved she loves that about me so she was kind of you know consoling me and all that but she's also like you know this is (laughs) she's appreciated this because she's like it's gonna be all right yeah but she's like i get to see like more insight into things there and i told her i was like Mm. you know i think the reason why this also hits me so hard is because um when both times when i played through it i i kind of thought to myself the first time but it was also the second time it was clear in my head i can clearly remember playing through that same scene the first time seeing it on the on the ps1 when I was like maybe nine or 10 years old, uh, I remember being like in my parents' house. I remember the TV. I remember where it was positioned. I remember the ugly wallpaper we had. I remember everything from seeing that. And I remember on PS1, I played it and I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. 
but for me when i remember that and like the music really triggers it it's just it brings about such a good memory from when i was a kid at that point like you know life is pretty good everything's going all right like you're just having yeah. fun playing final fantasy experiencing it and it's just in the best possible way it's very emotional <laughs> no I, I know that exact um that exact feeling i think a lot of us um especially you know any of us older heads into like the retro gaming kind of shit it, it's all i think it all relate to uh what you're talking about because it's very much uh, it's like chasing the dragon like mainlining uh nostalgia of like this like moment in time or whatever where like things were simpler and uh you know just like a certain feeling that like like i'll never forget playing uh Link to the past as a kid and it's you know i still think it's a great game i don't think i'm like nostalgia blinders but that I, just when i pick it that game, game up every couple years like or whatever like it's just something about it that you know takes you back to like uh takes you back to something when you're everything was simpler you know Absolutely. um and no i can i can definitely uh, definitely r- relate to that feeling it's almost um you know, I'm trying to explain it, but it's almost inexplicable mm-hmm. um, of those games that you grew up with and, and uh, trying to chase the the dragon of the feeling that, that it made you feel. If it was a good one, if it was something... For sure. Um, for I have sure. a lot of nostalgia for stuff like Earthworm Jim, but that game pissed me off as a kid and it still does now. <laughs> that game was hard as shit. New Junk City, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. I know, I, that game wrecks me, man. Yep, yep. But yeah, no, it's it. It was interesting again to re-experience that. Um, we actually had the same thing with so some of the other games I finished was uh. So I've now finished Ring Fit Adventure six times. Uh, so God no, damn. Yeah. Oh, dude, that m- hardest game. Dude, I'm not a Souls player, but I played Ring Fit Adventure mm-hmm. six times. I'm like a level six hundred <laughs> something, and I play on the highest difficulty. So damn, dude. Yeah, mega yeah, so, chat over here, exa- dude. So I be dunking that, on noobs, dude. That thing be keeping my it, it keeps my BMI in check. Um, so there's Hell been yeah. that. Uh, the other game though, um, this is actually a game that we had played through a bit before, and she brought it up. Uh, since you actually have a PS5 now, but have you played Astro's Playroom? No, so I actually got that <sighs> PS5. It like sat on uh, it like in the box like fucking like just around the living room for like okay. a week or two and i was like why the fuck did i buy this thing and i just returned it to just an amazon oh return. no um i never unboxed it and the fact that it was just like sitting around like like in the apartment like i couldn't even be bothered to like set it up i was just like uh maybe i my money spent better elsewhere if this That's is fair. how i'm gonna treat this fucking thing but um yeah no i i honestly i still have um there's really nothing about the uh, the latest generation of controls that that interests me. Like there's that's uh, fair. I wanted that PS5 to play uh, Demon Souls remake, and I don't know, man. Uh, you know, I don't know if I want it. Like, if it's worth like five hundred bucks to play a game that I've played before, <laughs> like uh, with fancy graphics. I get that. So yeah, and I yeah, mean, I don't know. PC's just uh, there's enough shit to keep me busy wait for a price drop in a few more games i'm sure yeah Um, i'll definitely get one but i will say one of the best games on the ps5 which is one of the very few exclusives is built into the console itself which is astro's playroom which i've heard that's rad it's amazing it is it is a tech demo based all around the controller but Mm -hmm. it's an actual good tech demo and you can tell like 
the developers made it with so much love because you you quite literally play through like the the lineage and history of PS one through four and all these quirky environments and stuff, and you are collecting like you collect memory cards, you collect stuff like the PSP camera, um, you collect consoles, oh, and so you can cool. see the models in great detail. So yeah, like that's my, awesome. Yeah, so my my girlfriend and I like we had played through a bit of it um, before, and she was bringing it up. She's like, "What was that one game like the the game where you like play in the PlayStation Five? And I was like, "Oh yes, it's been a while since I played it, so let me restart it." So we went through it together, and she thought it was adorable, essentially, because not just like the mm-hmm. game is cute, but she kept seeing me freak out, like, "Oh my god, this from this game, this from this game, this from this game." And then whenever we would finish up levels, I kept quite literally, I would like run around, like I would come to my office or I would like pull things off the shelf, like the pocket station or like the PSP go. And I would show these things to her and nice. or, like UMDs. I was showing those to her. And so she knew about, man, I don't the, have either of those really? the pocket station or the, or a go. I got yeah, a pocket I, I station boxed. Yeah, and then I've got nice. I've got one go. My only regret with the go is I should have gotten more of them. I got my go when no one wanted them. When you could get it for forty dollars used at GameStop with a one year warranty included, because nobody wanted those things. Are those um, are those going for a lot now? Uh, maybe like uh, 150, 200 bucks, something like that. Jesus Christ! Yeah, dude. yeah. Because I just bought a. Um, they're I just good. Spent that on like a. What did I just spend that on? I, I just spent that on like a uh, the fucking Minecraft Creeper 2DS. Um, Ooh, like okay. Really nice condition inbox from Japan, and uh, you know, wasn't much more than that. That's wild. Yeah, that's. Fucking, yeah, and the, the Minecraft stuff, the Minecraft branded stuff, I noticed seems to go for higher. Like the uh, the Minecraft uh, branded series. Uh, not Sears, but the Minecraft branded Xbox One S uh, was also uh-huh. more expensive. Like at the time, like the Series S was, I want to say, $250, $300, and the Minecraft version yeah. was $400. And it's like, what the hell? If you're going to spend yeah, this damn. extra money, just spend a little, save up a little bit more and get yourself a One X. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not necessarily that I like, um, I do love Minecraft. I love all, like, majority of those survival style games. Uh, but the creeper edition one it just it's such a good color green it's like just an aesthetically pleasing uh 2ds which was my main like reason for getting it i was just looking at various 2ds models i traded mine recently for some like uh like an x3 that's actually a really uh, cool looking one yeah, yeah are I'm you looking, looking at it now. yeah that's a cool looking it's, one yeah i didn't even know it's this a one really existed, cool but that is a cool looking system I didn't know about it until recently, but yeah, I, I traded my 2DS and then I was kind of like, uh, yeah, I'll trade, I'll trade for that. And I've been kind of eyeballing that creeper one for a while. So I got one, uh, imported one, Treat which yourself. is kind of an- annoying, like, cause, uh, you know, it's only Japanese. You got a region converted. And then once you do that, you can't do any like systems transfer stuff. It like blocks you out like this. Oh, it man. knows it's like, uh, this system was originally Japanese. So you can't do this. Like you don't get banned, but it'll be like, if you region converts like a japanese one i found this out like the hard way recently like if you mm-hmm. region convert a japanese one to us and i was trying to transfer like my g- legitimate like galaxy one to one that uh, i imported yeah. from japan and, yeah. and converted to ntscu and was trying to do a system transfer and it was like this system isn't in its original territory error um mm. like, oh i guess i'm starting over god damn it <laughs> but yeah but he, it, other than that, it's like perfectly fine. Um, but it is, uh, you definitely need to, uh, 
install custom firmware and you definitely need to like use that to convert it to uh ntsu because there's no option to change the language to english yeah i thought that was a stupid idea it's such the region gating stuff just in general like i think it's always been like real trash and and shitty and you know break those region locks down like whenever the opportunity arises it but the fact that it's still like it's weirdly like gone away but like sticks around in like little aspects with it does streaming services yeah everybody's vpn pitch is you know started by like do you want to watch canadian netflix and you can watch who wants to watch canadian netflix no no you can watch the office that way (laughs) oh that's right oh is that for real yep yep the office is still on uh, netflix canada oh damn with nord vpn pay us nord pay us (gasps) there we go (laughs) and uh and uh fucking what's his name and jim and pam give us money there we go. <laughs> Give us money, please. <laughs> Damn right. But uh, but yeah, no. With uh, with Astro's Playroom. So the thing is, I was like pulling all that stuff off the shelf, and then like afterwards, she thought it was a real cool game. But she was like, no, it was it was really cute to see because it was almost like kind of like being blasted to your childhood and like learning more about you in that way because like you were just so excited seeing all this and you were showing me and then you were explaining it and she's like, no, it was awesome. Um. Then the other game I had finished here, this is the last one. Have you heard of Golf Club Wasteland? No, but it sounds kind of neat. So you throw it, that wasteland at the end of golf. It's a go. nice juxtaposition that's uh, tickled my fancy as so, you said that. So do you mind a spoiler here? I don't give a shit. All right, yeah. all right, all right. And <laughs> anybody else, my apologies, but we're pretty much near the spoiler, end here, right? Yeah. So thank you for hanging out. But... Uh, no, so it is a 2D type game where you are a, pretty much Earth is uninhabitable, but the only thing you could really do in Earth, like people are living in space now, the only thing you could really do in Earth is come back and play golf there. So <laughs> I love it. The, using uh, like visuals. So stupid. Yeah, using like visual. Well, it's stu- <laughs> it sounds stupid, but using visuals and the radio and the soundtrack, you end up learning more about it. And it's kind of this like Ooh. nostalgia trip through like a wasteland version of Earth as you yeah. are this, uh, you're th- th- this spaceman who is playing his last round of golf essentially on mm. Earth. So when you go through it all, you're going literally all around the world. You're going to Brazil. You're going to the U.S. You're going to Russia. You're doing all of this here. Uh, by the end of it, uh, you know, there's the ending that plays out and stuff. Uh, but then once the actual game is complete, you pl- you pretty much flip through the story in like a storybook fashion. And it describes to you like what was happening, what led to it, and then what happened after the game, which is really nice. Uh-huh. But then the best part about it, which just like took me for an absolute shock, the entire time in the background, the radio, it's kind of like a Grand Theft Auto radio where it really puts you into the world and there's talking and there's stories in there and the music is good. And the best part is we had commented a few times because this is again, a girl like a, a game. I was playing it on the TV. Girlfriend's doing something on the side. She's kind of paying attention to it. And we're both like, wow, the soundtrack's really good. Like, the soundtrack's awesome. This game is cool. Quite literally, the very last slide in this slideshow, as a thank you, they have you scan a QR code to which you can download the entire soundtrack for free. 
Oh, nice, dude. Yeah, and she was like, cool. "Holy shit!" Like she, she was like, "No, I, I was gonna ask you if you could find this or something because the soundtrack here was really good." And I'm like, "Well, look, they gave it to us for free as a thank you, and it's not like you have to." From what I see, it's just it's not to like a very specific link. Um, it's not mm. like you have to buy the game, then you have a specific link and you go to it. Like, no, the QR code just makes it easier. But yeah, the developer is just giving out the soundtrack for free. But I had no idea about it, and going into it completely blind and having that as a ending present was really awesome. That is super cool. Yeah. I love that. Yep, yep, and I love it There's too. so it much nickel and diming and, like, uh, you know shaking down of the gamer by the modern gaming industry that uh you're not wrong it's very refreshing when you see some cool stuff like that like something that's just you know passion um you know it takes passion to just be like here download uh download the soundtrack for free it means that somebody just um likes the work that they did and they're proud of it and they want to share with people as opposed to trying to nickel and dime you and agreed um, Certain uh, certain bit of authenticity with something like that that's uh, much uh, appreciated and can be ref- uh, refreshing in like a kind of a wasteland of you know just kind of uh, corporate muck gobbledygook that you know for sure been infesting everybody's feeds forever <laughs> but yeah and yeah ju- no, that's mean, that's beautiful just from that i was like you know i regret not playing this game sooner but this was so cool right here like this already just in january that was one of the coolest gaming uh experiences i had just because of how charming how nice the game was and then they boom they drop that on you that's so cool man yeah i got a is that a ps5 only uh no, i played it on switch i think it's on everything oh yeah, it's on- yeah i'll have to yoink that Hell yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely recommend playing it. Um, Funny enough, I actually have a PS5 controller, even though I don't have a PS5, because I did like the... Um, the dual um, sense is I think nice Retro controller. RGB like, posted it for because it was on sale or whatever on Twitter, and I uh, I yoinked one up. Um, it's fucking nice, dude. It's a nice controller. I, it's comfy. Yeah, it's it's really good. I love the, um, I love the D-pad on it. I'm, I'm a sucker for a good D-pad. I... I fire up my og xbox like somewhat regularly to just to like uh i think it's probably the best platform for all the old tony hawk games which i'm a big sucker for this just got so much um it's got like all of them there basically um on in one place everything else you kind of got to jump around like you know ps1 ps2 whatever like og xbox has the most this best collection of tony hawk games for a console i think and uh only issue is that I fucking hate the um, I hate the original Xbox and I hate the Xbox 360 um, D pad like a lot like Fair. especially for uh, for Tony Hawk games where it's just like you want like precise input on like re- precise and like quick like really fast like inputs where you know the the D pad's just kind of you know it's kind of mushy it's kind of you can you know it's hard to uh differentiate like left from like diagonal like up left you know fair um so i'm always uh big fan big fan of the dual shock i love uh i love playing dual shock controller on like original xbox i wish somebody uh, <laughs> i wish there would like 360 got like the same kind of uh, treatment that would be cool to just be able to have like um have a better controller on xbox 360 because anything d-pad related like i get like real butthurt on the first two xbox controllers I totally like get that. <laughs> 360 like dark souls like d-pads 
super important on like Dark Souls on 360, and it's just like, oh, I got to change my weapon. Oh no, I just unequipped my flask. Like this fucking <laughs> defense is doing so, whatever it I've wants. I've heard the complaints, and I think I'm just so used to. It. I'm like, I get it, but also I'm used to it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. It's just that, yeah, for me, and it could just be like, uh, you know, clumsy, clumsy fingered me, but for whatever reason, I am, uh, I am bad uh, with the original Xbox and 360 D pads, like perpetually, like piss me off whenever I have to use them. I feel that DualShock Five, superb. Modern yeah. Xbox uh, controllers are also like yeah. just as good. It's just the preference of like, do you like the big chunky controller? Or do you like something a little more? skinny and sleek I, I think i prefer sony controllers personally but you know, i'm not fair. a massive burly gentleman with giant hands who only wants to play on the duke <laughs> <laughs> yeah i uh i i didn't mind the duke but then again at the time when i was first trying it out it was my like first system i really had so i didn't know any better mm. <laughs> yeah i i remember being handed a duke uh way back in the day play some like halo the first time i saw um the original xbox and i didn't think twice about it like it's just and i would have been like like 12 or 13 or, or something i would have been young when i was like first used i didn't i don't remember thinking like this controller's giant but yeah it's like oh uh, this is a controller yes. okay this system's big <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's kind of neat but it's definitely like uh it's made for a certain Someone with a certain build, you know, would absolutely really benefit from a, a giant controller like that and be more comfortable than, you know, someone with uh, super tiny hands. The Duke is probably not uh, not ideal. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. Uh, well, well, right on, man. Yeah, we're Should like we, way uh, right at the end here. I'll be honest, man. I'm yeah. I'm tired. I'm hungry, so I need to get those things situated here. More of the hunger first, but uh, dude, yeah, it's yeah, been, I got it's my been McDonald's a, waiting over here. There we go. There we Shout go. Out. I need to get this man to his McDonald's. But dude, it's been a, a pleasure <laughs> having you on. It's been a fun time. Thank you so much for coming back on. This was a blast here. Anytime, Mario. Happy to happy to be here, and thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Uh, you know, before we wrap things up, though, fully, uh, you know, we like to do our keyword or key phrase. So if you use this keyword or key phrase in a comment on the video upload, we'll know that you made it to the end as we're looking at comments. Uh, but I'm leaving it to the guest here. So, uh, Modsville, what keyword or key phrase should people use to know that they made it to the end? Well, we know that. <laughs> okay, let's see. I'm looking around. Uh, let's see here um I'm putting you on blast <laughs> i know no I'm, i want to think of something good <laughs> how about poo poo pee pee like last time Oh, we're doing the same thing. All right, all right. If you use uh, that's the best thing I can. I had a couple things I thought of, and I think it. You know, try. I was true. thinking. I was thinking maybe McDonald's or something. I don't know, but uh, no. Hey, if you no, they gotta pay you. They gotta pay you first. Fair point. Fair point. So how about this? If you use the, uh, if we're gonna have people type it out again. Uh, poo poo pee pee. That's it. If you leave that. How about how about pee pee poo poo? Pee pee poo poo. Let's let's flip it around. Let's mix it up. We're going to change so it up. So people aren't cheating. Yeah, right. let's, let's make sure pee-pee poo-poo. All right, all right, perfect. Let's do that. So pee-pee poo-poo this time around. If you use that in a comment on the video <laughs> upload, we'll know that you've made it to the end. Yeah, I love what you do to the channel, man. 
<laughs> Hell yeah. Dude, oh, thanks man. for having me, man. Always of a course. treat. Of course, man. Anyways, this is Mr. Mario signing off. Thank you all for uh, listening and watching, everyone. And until next month.